This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. We give you praise. We honor you. We magnify your name. Thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you for the ministry you've committed to our hands. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask that by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you open our eyes again. Let your light shine over all dark areas. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together. You can have your seats. God bless all mighty men and women that are here this morning. Amen. Glory to God. If I want to start uh, mentioning names, we will not finish. So many people I don't know. Some I know. Thank you everyone for being here. And those who are watching us live, this is the first time we are actually doing this, apart from School of Ministry, maybe uh, talking to leaders from different churches. Thank you all for being here. Hallelujah. So we are talking about handling relationships in ministry successfully. And the reason for this is very clear. Relationships are very important to God and to men. They are like the bricks that form a building. But when they are out of place, there will be a problem. Um, one of the things probably that made me to start praying and start thinking about this, I don't usually do ministers' conference or any, but I discovered, firstly, the rates at which people are offended on social media break up in churches fight here and there and that on one part got my attention but the second part is more uh it's the second part is deeper and there are some of the things that they will apply more to senior pastors heads of ministry and they also apply to actually those who serve under somebody. And that second part is the fact that I have seen how a relationship that can start as a blessing can then all of a sudden become a problem. Like the case of Saul and David. It was Saul who promoted David. It was Saul who made him captain of thousands. It was Saul who gave him permission to go and fight Goliath. But then it was the same Saul who was going to kill David. And then, how do we move around this stuff? All the 50 sons of the prophets, by the Spirit, knew that it was time for Elisha to go. Or Elijah to go. In that Second Kings chapter 2, Everywhere he went, from Gilgal to Jericho to Bethel, so from Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho and to Jordan, the 50 guys said that 
Do you know that God is going to take your master away from your head today? So in terms of accuracy about timing, they all got it right. But why didn't they press in? And that will be part of what we look at later about should I be close to a mentor? Who is a mentor? Who is a father? And all this stuff. Could it have been that if those sons of the prophets also followed Elijah to cross Jordan, maybe something would have come upon them because God's anointing is without measure. So the double portion of Elijah's spirit, Elijah's spirit that I received, could it be? So, this is how I want to start this morning. I will say some things also that will uh, uh, affect or that will bless people who are workers in the church, associate pastors. So we are want, want to start this way from, I will, I will call it from outside in. Because I'm going to start with, if you are the senior pastor, you are the head. How are you, man? Why is the husband? Oh, okay. Somebody's obstructing him. <laughs> okay. Three people are nodding their head to ma. Which ma? <laughs> okay, the three of you, God bless you. <laughs> are you with me? Anyway, so I want to start from outside in. That means that, that, that means I'm saying that I want to deal with the relationship between the head of a ministry and the people he calls mentor or whatever and colleagues. And then I want to come from outside in to a relationship between a pastor of a local assembly, the associates the heads of departments let's start this way when relationships are not received the way they should be received there will be a problem I want to go further to say even a divinely ordained relationship can go the wrong way if certain principles are not understood are you getting what I'm saying? And I've seen that over and over again. By the grace of God. God helped me, Pastor Flowery, to start early. So, I was in SS1. And then by the time I was moving to SS2 under Scripture Union, from just a member, I became the president of Scripture Union Fellowship for two years in my secondary school. And after secondary school, we started what we used to call the School Leavers Fellowship in Abeokuta. And one or two people here, they were part of it also. And then I was one of the coordinators. Then I went to UI two years after leaving secondary school. Then 100 level, I was the prayer coordinator of my fellowship. And for semester 200 level, I was the president. My brother handed over to me. And by 300 level, I became the president of 37 fellowships together in UI, Joint Christian Body. God was preparing me to begin to look into this issue of fellowship among brethren, relationships, relationships. For instance, I will say this later. You can get offended in your place of appointments and the anointing that should come upon you might not come upon you. Because you can live before your time. There are relationships 
that are ordained to be for a lifetime and some for just a season. There are men that you are just to receive something from. Not to really follow. And there are people you are supposed to follow. Not just to listen to occasionally. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Are we starting where? From the Bible. There are, when it comes to leadership. So in 1 John 2, around verse 12. John spoke about three categories of people you find in the church. I write unto you, little children. Everybody say one. Because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Verse 13. I write unto you, Father, say two. Because you have known him that is from the beginning. Then he said, I write unto you, what third category? Young men. So, we can divide the church into three. You have little children. You have young men. And you have fathers. But I don't want to go by John's definition only. Because there is something more that can be added. Hallelujah. Ah. So when we talk about relationships, and we had the fourth one, which Paul talked about in Galatians chapter 2. He called them, I think, verse 9, pillars. They are all connected, but I want to explain each one so that every pastor listening to me will be able to begin to understand how to relate properly. Hallelujah. He said, when James, Cephas, and John all seem to be pillars, Let's start this way. There are fathers. I will call them parents. Paul said, uh, is that 1 Corinthians 4.15? He said, you have not many fathers, but you can have 10,000 instructors. Straight away, let me first of all, so we have fathers. Or use the word parents. I want to use P. So that it can be easy for us to remember. So you are parents. You are pillars. You are partners. And then you are proteges. For peace. Hallelujah. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 6. I plant Apollo's waters. That talks about equality of a kind. Partnership. But I'm going to explain later the problem with partnership. Yeah. <laughs> Are you with me? So, let's start with number one. Let's start with fathers, or we call it parents. Paul said it clearly. He said you have only one father, and that is me. You know, I've heard... It's amazing how ignorant some people can be. Somebody came on Facebook that time that Jesus said, Call no man your father or not. So and went on. And so people just like to find a way to attack the church. He did not know that Jesus was talking to men that were not born again. 
Paul spoke to men that were born again and Paul said, Timothy, my own son. First Timothy 1 to 2 Timothy 2 1. Apparently, there were guys that Paul was a direct father to. Timothy 1. When he got to Titus, for Titus 1, he said the same to Titus, Titus, my own son. So, Timothy, Titus, probably uh, several of them, Epaphroditus and some other names I mentioned, were sons. If you are a son, you will carry the DNA of the father. And there has to be a relationship. We will come back there when I start talking about how to relate when it comes to all these categories. So let's move to the second one, pillars. Paul said, those who seem to be pillars. Pillars are not necessarily your spiritual parents. They can be. For instance, we know the pillars of Christianity in Nigeria. Pillars are men who uphold the kingdom of God in a particular region. There's no region that doesn't have them. And then some of them can be so strong that they uphold the gospel across the, all over the world. So when they say something wrong, it affects the entire body. And why Paul went to meet them? He went to meet them because no matter the revelation you receive, you must compare notes with pillars. Otherwise, you will run in vain. I get what I'm saying. When it comes to general Christian issues, sometimes you want to hear what pillars want to say. They cannot adjust the word of God, but they can bring a final judgment over a matter. When these people just sort of, they will not change scriptures, they will not say something that contradicts the word, but about opinions about the church, they can have authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. They seem to have influence. If you are a pillar, definitely you will have interdenominational influence. If I mention certain pillars in Nigeria, you already know them. Number one, one of the major characteristics of a pillar is the fact that it's going to lead people from different denominations. So if we take Baba Debo for instance now, there are so many pastors way beyond redeem who submit to him. That's a pillar. Some don't like him, but that will not reduce authority. If you go to America, there are pillars there. When pillars speak, a lot of pastors are affected. So when Paul, ah oh Lord, just help me to, you know, so when I was selling during the week, I was just asking myself, because every Sunday when I preach, I don't so much prepare for message. Naturally, I, I study every day. The Lord will just let me know what to say. And by the grace of God, he, he is um, okay. <laughs> he has helped me to easily. I flow in scriptures very easily. Nineteen was it ninety nine or two thousand? Pastor Bakari came to my brother. You were there, Pastor Jide. And before he came up, I was asked. I was given five minutes to do something. So what I did was to recite the book of Ephesians from chapter one to chapter six, the whole book of Ephesians. And one day I was given an opportunity again and I did 1 Timothy 1 to 2 Timothy 1 to 4. Well, straight. I've done the book of Esther, the first few chapters before. With all those names, Memucan and the rest. And I, I was not exactly cramming them. 
I was in GSS3. I was not even born again. We were on Lolly Day 1 and I picked my Bible. I said, I wanted to read from cover to cover and I did. I shortly after that, I got born again. <laughs> you know, I believe that God was preparing for something. Now, but see, because I wanted to talk to ministers, I was thinking that, dear Lord, I, I had to structure my thoughts. And when I saw too many things under this topic, I said, okay, I will cover whatever I can cover. We will live long. I will live long. You will live long. So we, one day again, we'll meet again. As the Lord permits. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Um, pillars might not be your spiritual fathers or your parents, but you recognize the authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then, let's move to partners. A pillar can be your instructor, but it's not your spiritual father. Paul said, and I hope to come back to that, he said, when it comes to instructors, and I want to say that that is another word for mentor. Mentors and spiritual parents are not exactly the same. You can have many mentors, but you can only have one father. But then at certain levels, you might have more than one father. This is where this thing gets deep. I don't want to mention names. But you see, the father that you know as a man of faith, mighty ministry in Nigeria, most of them, when you observe them, they actually have more than one father. There is someone that follows that their deboy and follows Keneko plan. And I think you have an idea. If you have not risen to a certain level and you try it, you will tear yourself into two. Because one of the things we'll get to later is that when it comes to what we are talking about, you must also understand seasons. But let me finish the definition. So, of course, protege is somebody. Pastor Rotimi, you're welcome, sir. Protege is somebody that is learning from you. If we take a local assembly, and you as a pastor of your branch, of your church, you are actually both a mentor and a father to members of the church. In a general sense. But to be more real and more specific, not all members are your spiritual children. Then you go, see, pastors, senior pastors, and you already know what I've just said now. Because <laughs> you minister to a lot of people. Some just come to listen to you. And some have entered into your spirit. They are drinking from your spirit. Some are not. They love the church. They love the ambience of the church. And they love to listen to the word. They love the pastor. Maybe it's very handsome. Maybe they like the way he talks. But they have not accepted you. As their spiritual father. Maybe at best you are a mentor. To them. Of course, but there are certain people who are taking you as my spiritual father. The difference is this. You will be, your words and your prayers, they will have more effects in the lives of those. That was what made Jesus to add that question in Matthew 16. Who do men say I am? Then he turned it on them and he said, Who do you say? What you perceive your pastor, your spiritual father, your mentor to be, it goes a long way in affecting what you receive from the person. Are you? Praise the Lord. What is about these four things? 
let's start again with parents father there are many people in Nigeria who call some people their father in the Lord <laughs> but there's no connection whatsoever somebody is saying Ikorodu somebody is saying Ijebode his spiritual father is still the <laughs> now <laughs> you see you can buy into him so much to the point that God arrange, arranges the mission he will do that when you have taken enough water from him to a, to a point but you see in the wisdom of God so I gave an example fathers have rights they can even give you a message Paul told Timothy point blank without apology I left you there that you might teach this and stop them from teaching this and then Paul got to Titus he said I left you in crates that you teach this and maintain order in the church only a father has that level of authority over you especially if you are a senior pastor of a church number one if I maybe we should have you know just permit me as I move here and there you see in Galatians 1 Paul narrated his encounter with Jesus he said the message I am teaching I did not receive it from man and I was not taught by it I was not taught he said for 14 years I was in Arabia then when the message was formed to all senior pastors here um, this is very important listen maybe that's what I, said. I should have started with this if you don't know your identity in the realm of the spirit don't try relationships first of all so at least not I, I, i'm saying that at a, a, a close range see there are some people when you prematurely expose yourself to them you will not have your identity you will swallow the identity and unfortunately you might not belong to the same stream in ministry we don't also know that personalities are not the same only certain types of people can retain certain types of anointing that's the truth i was listening to dagoami one day and he said that when you're about to receive certain types of anointing the vessel must change your personality will change because the current personality you have now cannot hold some anointings this is where you know people get into trouble an identity crisis and not knowing how to separate things so they they compare a pastor who finishes service and doesn't talk to anybody to those of us who greet everybody listen listen there is a kind of prophetic grace that when you have what it will, what will happen to you is that you cannot be as friendly and playful you can be nice but that anointing will demand See, if you are elijah mountain will be your point of call at all times you will always find yourself going to sit down man camel that was where they came to and said man of god calm down say fire consume me and group two came and he said the same thing that third one was the most foolish it's a man of god calm down and the other one was said quickly i'm sure fire consume him also quickly because the first two you know oh no the, the second one rather i said calm down quickly elisha said let the fire consume you so quickly but the third guy was a nigerian he saw the ashes ah he said joe <laughs> it's my job 
By the time the woman was going to meet him, and the moment the anointing came upon Elisha, when the widow whose son died came and he sent the rod through Gazi, and the boy didn't wake up. Go and the, where was he? He was sitting on Mount Carmel, the same sitting on the mountain. He was a businessman before, but something happened to his personality to be able to host that kind of anointing. There are ministers by the virtue of what they, how they operate and what they carry. They are not the type that after the service will sit down and just and play. They are not even the type who will do too many of administrative meetings and everything with personal. They are not just that type. What are there are some shepherds? If you are a true shepherd, you will always love to be in the midst of people. But don't criticize an apostle and a prophet. You are not the same. No, nobody is more anointed than another in that sense. It's just that you are playing two different roles. There is a difference between your window and the door in your house. It can't be the same, but they all make the building to stand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Because pastors always want people to be like them. No. We are all different. There are some ministers where you sit down with them, they discover football with you, they flow. And doesn't mean they are not anointed. But that's when you sit down with them, they are just looking at you. They don't say anything. I know one or two like that. After some minutes, you just pack your Bible and leave. Because it's a kind of spirit of like they're just it's just looking at you. You even wondering whether I want to cross you. They say, okay, you know what? <laughs> I'll see you another day. And it's not that they are wicked. <laughs> that's just the way. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So Paul was able to tell Timothy what to do. If somebody is your spiritual father, he will have authority over you than any other person. This is why it has to be by the spirits that you are led to somebody. Switching mentors, that can be a little easy. But when it comes to spiritual fathers, that can be chaotic. It can be a serious problem. Yeah. And then, if you are under a spiritual father that is not growing, that's a serious problem. Remember I started by saying that relationships can be seasonal. You got times and seasons in your hand. You have to be led by the spirits. There are some relationships. Once they go beyond the time allotted by the father, it doesn't make sense again. It begins to lead to bondage and control. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's move on. So, I'll be, our study is more on Apostle Paul today. And I, I've already said a lot on Paul and I will continue. Now, because somehow, writing uh, that large portion of the New Testament, God was using Paul as a statement when it comes to ministry. Paul pastored, Paul prophesied. First Timothy, first Timothy three. In the last day, Pelos time, he did so was a prophet. Like Jesus Christ, Paul actually worked in all the fivefold ministry. He was an evangelist. He went to a city, prayed there, and of course, he called himself an apostle, apostle of apostles. So God somehow made Paul to go through all the fivefold ministry. Of course, a teacher. So I've written that large portion of the New Testament. So Paul had teaching anointing, pastoring, pastoral anointing, 
he had apostolic anointing, prophetic anointing, and evangelist anointing in one man. Actually, most of those who are pillars in the body of Christ, they seem to actually have the five anointings. If I mention Benny, you are going to agree that he's a teacher of the world. You're going to agree that he's an evangelist, a, of course, extraordinary. He's a pastor. In one year, Orlando Christian Center, Benny's church grew from about 700 to 10,000 in one year. 10,000. Yes. Three years ago, I was in his meeting and I met him physically. 10,000 in one year. I don't think anybody has created that kind of growth in Nigeria. From 700 to 10,000 in one year. You were 700 in January. By November, you were 10,000. He said it nearly made him crazy. Because you are not prepared for anything. I know the pastor listens to me. You are praying that, Lord, do that in me. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's a prophet. He's an evangelist. Of course, he's an apostle. But he won't call himself one. Because somehow, at certain levels, as you are rising, and you are looking more like Christ, and you are walking in more spiritual authority, you seem to be able, you, somehow you, it's like you can cut across every aspect of ministry. Yes. You don't even know which gift you have again. Because God will just use you wherever there is a need. Amen. But Paul did something. See, people like Paul, whatever I quote, I don't just, just write it down. Um, you will agree, if you are a Bible scholar, it will be very quick for you to understand that Paul was actually a choleric. Don't go to Jerusalem, I will go. He had this strong personality. People like that don't do well with partners. Now, ah Lord, um, are you following me as I'm moving? Even though it does not look like a direct line. See, in now chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible said there were in Antioch certain teachers and prophets, and then Lucius, and then there was even one that was in Nigeria. That's what the Bible says. He's <laughs> from Niger, from Nigeria. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Simeon, that was called Niger, <laughs> and Lucius of <was> Serene. <laughs> you know. You can take a lot from Bible. Somebody just said. <laughs> one guy said one day that Jesus had a car when he was on earth. That he actually had SUV. And everybody just said, Really? He said, It's in your Bible. You've not just read it. And he opened the Bible and said, John, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Have you seen the Jeep called forerunner before? It's some, some people probably brought it. He said, So Jesus had, he had the forerunner. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so. There were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. At this point, Paul was yet to become an apostle. Even though he had seen the Lord. And one of the credentials, anyone who bears that title of apostle without a direct revelation and encounter with Jesus Christ is only playing with title. When Paul started breaking it down in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he said, Am I not an apostle? Verse 1, Have I not seen the Lord? One of the credentials, one of the things that must happen to you to be rightly positioned as an apostle is that you must have an encounter with Jesus Christ. So yes, all I was talking about is an encounter with Jesus. You cannot say you are an apostle along the line. The Lord is going to appear to you. He is the one that actually commissions those ones directly. Even though they will learn under many people. You, maybe I should also say this, that you don't start out as an apostle many times. 
even if the Lord appears to you, that puts the potential in you, but you are not going to enter that office in a year, not even in five years. The Lord will make you go through other things because it takes time to wear this mantle. Are you following me? When you, are, when you have apostolic anointing, intelligence are open to you. And if you are not very deep, that is very dangerous. You can teach nonsense and mess up the body of Christ. Then you can injure many people that they will resent Christ, resent the gospel because of what you have taught. Are you following me? Am I not referring to So go back, go back to where I started. So there were certain prophets and teachers. And the Bible says, separate unto me. Go back to that first, uh, 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 sorry, Act 13. Act 13. Verse 1, please. Mr. Scripture. There were, <laughs> verse 2. Let's go on. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate unto me. Which name was mentioned first? I won't spend more time on this. And I'm, Yahweh, I would have loved to show you how Barnabas, how Paul overtook Barnabas. From chapter 11, or chapter 9, 10, 11, from 11 and 12. I think the last verse in 12, the Bible talks about that they finished their ministry, Barnabas and Paul. Chapter 11, Barnabas and Paul. Paul was never mentioned first. In this chapter 13, when they faced Sergeus Paulus and they were preaching, and Paul was full of Holy Ghost and said that you enemy of righteousness, because Elimas was trying to uh, destroy the governor, he said you shall be blind. The next verse said Paul and his company, and from that time it was Paul and Barnabas. Now, Barnabas, because this is probably the old, uh, one of the few cases where two people were called at the same time. Because in the Bible says, Consider your father Abraham, when I called him, I called him alone. But in this situation, it was a joint calling. Two men were matched together, separate unto me, Paul. Barnabas and Saul, for the work I have called them together. But you know that in that chapter 15, they separated. Now, I want to say something. Even when two people are called together, there is always the real guy. I don't think Barnabas had the encounter that Paul had. But there was a role he was supposed to play. I believe when Barnabas left, now this is not doubt, this is my personal opinion. Apollos came to fulfill Barnabas' role. That was why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3 6, I planted Apollos' water, it should have been I planted Barnabas' water. I get what I'm saying. Now, in this kind of ministry, you still have to recognize who is carrying the stronger unction. Because anything that does not have a head is a monster. Or that has more than one head. No head or more than one head. Let me say this a lot too. I believe that with several people here, probably you are an associate and the rest. Seeking, seeking equality with the senior pastor or corporate fellowship are here for Lagos State or the Escos. Seeking to be like the president. If you are point, you are always the one trying to say that all of us are equal. You are making it difficult for God to ever commit any ministry to your hand. The things of the spirit, they don't function that way. There is no equality. 
We are all equal in Christ. We are one. But in terms of role, there is a leader. Canality makes people to resent that kind of idea. Even in units in church, so people are trying to prove. So they don't want... No. So, this thing started happening. Then, John Mark created the problem. Paul said that, let us go and visit all the churches. And Barnabas said that John Mark must go with us. And Paul said that, ah, no. Because what happened when they were laboring? Imagine you going to a new territory to pre, pre, pre before starting the church. John Mark left. He went back to the church in Jerusalem, which according to history, the church grew to 120,000 people. The largest. I think they said next week was the church being pastored by Timothy in Ephesus. Timothy was the pastor of the church in Ephesus at age 18, and the church was 20,000 membership church. So, in a 120,000 church, there will be love feasts, marriages, brethren meeting, plenty sisters. But in the mission field, so John Mark went back home. Now, they had started churches. They were now going to do geo tour. You know, they would come and welcome them. Some of those churches, they had built cathedrals. So, there was a ribbon at the front that geo will cut. And when you visit like that, some offerings will go with you. Then John Mark now wanted to come back. <laughs> and Paul said no. And then Barnabas said he must. Because John Mark was Barnabas' cousin. Yes. And the Bible said the argument was so sharp. It tells just one thing. Arguments are not new. You know, for me, I sit either in my room or in the office here and I hear how ignorant South Abu can be. So a pastor has slept with a girl, something bad has happened or this one or that one or something. Ah, what has Christianity turned to? It has not turned to anything. It has always been. So somebody swindling, swindling people, collecting their money, say at this same time, no! Didn't you hear when Paul said that many preach, but their belly is their God? What is the meaning of many? So in the time of Paul, they were already there. What people don't know is this. Wheat and tears will grow together forever until the harvest time. That's the truth. So you don't bother to say about certain things. Yes, some more things will happen in the last days. But see, man has not changed. Paul talked about ministers. He said, Satan transformed himself to angel of lights. He said, it's not a big deal if his ministers do the same. So pastors using diabolical means, it's been a long time ago. It's not new. Hey, what's your turning to? Nothing is turning. <laughs> you are just getting to know. That men are terrible. Paul said that I thought he said men. He said he said I'm telling you in tears. I'm weeping for them. It happened in this time. He said they are enemies of the cross. So it's not new. Hallelujah. Because of Paul's personality and because of the assignment. Now of course they could have managed it, but Barnabas and the day Barnabas left. Nothing again was said of Barnabas until Paul said, when you are coming, bring Barnabas with you. It had become that. It was instructing his now spiritual sons that please, let Barnabas come with you. 
But they were equal before. Barnabas did not recognize certain things about Paul. I want to say that see, you can be around a person because you are very close to the person, you are blind to what God has done or placed inside that person or on that person. And that's a serious mistake. Associates that are too close can easily make that mistake. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh. Is someone getting blessed? Okay. Now, I don't use Simon note, but I have to write down things. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. So, I talked about pillars, I talked about parents, I talked about partners. Leave protege alone. That's very easy. Partners are colleagues, actually. But then, inside that arrangement, so many issues. Because colleagues compete. As a matter of fact, when the anointing is growing very fast in you, you will likely discover that friends will start reducing. You are going to be left with one thing. People that you receive from and people that you give to. If I mention names of top men of God in Nigeria and ask them for their friends, you can't tell any. It's true. Because somehow, the arrangement will be in such a way that you learn from some people, you pass it to some people. When it comes to a colleague, as you break through what they call breach, I don't, I don't, I don't know that word in ministry, colleagues will be the people that will fight you. We argue with you. We disbelieve what you are preaching. We argue about it because they know you, but they have forgotten that no we know man after the flesh. Yes. See, the scenario of Paul and Barnabas will always play out when young men are starting out in ministry. You are, you are a product of Unilag. And one year after your graduation, there is a call to start a work. Most likely, the first set of people that will be around you will be people that used to pastor on campus. Maybe we're in the same fellowship, we're all less close on campus. Because God, will, you will always start from somewhere. You will start with people who know you already. It's very easy to start that way. But the problem there is that there is a way they see you. I don't want to mention names. I've heard this from pastors, older pastors that I've learned from. Many of them suffer this thing. Why? I mean, there was a pastor. He uh, might be listening to me now, but I won't, uh, because I won't mention the name. So he told me one of the generals that we have now, one of the top three generals in Nigeria, came when the church was starting. And he said, The man finished preaching. You know, where I usually say that what you cannot see, even if you climb a skyscraper, an elder can see sitting down. You say, what elder see sitting down, you cannot see it, even if you climb a tree. The man finished preaching, and he told this pastor, he's a pastor you all know. He said, you know the two people I'm talking about, but you might not know the other one. He said, see me in my office next week. And he went to see him. The church was just starting in Lagos then, and this pastor came to preach. And he said, the guy that sat two seats away from you, who is that guy? He said, my friend from school that we started a church together, he said, tell him to leave that ministry. He's going to destroy that ministry. The guy said, it didn't make sense to him, but he obeyed. That is what a father can do. A father can instruct that way. It will look like a command and you have to obey. This is why putting yourself under somebody as a father is not this plastic thing that people do nowadays is a serious matter. 
You remember? At least this one is open so I can say it. So Bishop Edebo was going to travel with his whole family in his jet. And he did not even tell Pastor Deboe. Pastor Deboe was in Bishop's house. I think they said around 5.30 in the morning. That would tell you what time must have left camp to drive from camp to Canaan land. He prayed in the room. He prayed in the kitchen. He prayed everywhere and he entered his car and zoomed off. And they got into the air and the engine shut down. That is what a father can do. Yes. A particular man of God. Maurice Ayolo came here and said something to him. And in less than one year, in one year, he had over 200 invitations abroad to come and preach. Somebody that never stepped there to preach once. Fathers can open doors for you cheaply. But as you enjoy the blessing, there is a responsibility. Fathers will also circumcise. So they are going to drill you in a way you don't like. But there will be many blessings. Yes. As a matter of fact, if it's a real father with real spiritual authority, your speed in ministry will multiply many times over. But also it will straighten you. It will do that. One day, one of my friends told me what Dr. Paul Eche told him about how Bishop can make you uncomfortable with questions he will ask you. He said, that's why many people are not close to him. He said, but we that we are, see what they command. I have seen, I can't remember whether it was him or, or, or Pastor Ibiomi, one of the two of them, who had put up a program all over the city, advert, money paid and everything, ready for the program. And Bishop called for minister's conference in Canaan land. The pastor shut down the program and went to Canaan land. These are the things that stubbornness will not let people. Because now you can So it shows, see, humility is not somebody that says that, you know, you have 10,000, say I have 1,000. You know, you are trying to be pious. That, that's the humility. What that man did, that's humility. When you two have got into an auditorium, you have, you have, you have now have an auditorium bigger than that of your father in that sense. Although he's building one, but for now, that's the biggest. And it calls for a meeting, and you have advertised a meeting all over, 100,000 people coming, and you like, associate pastor, preach opening there and tell them that the program is over. I'm going to sit down to listen for four days in Canaan land. See, only a heart that has been circumcised will do that. The true secret of greatness is not what we look at. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, we were doing a recording yesterday and I was just jokingly telling people we were recording. I told them that I saw, I just saw a video of this young guy. It was wearing like castle. The, the church, they were not, I don't think, what I saw in the they were not up to 100, maybe up to maybe like 60 people. They packed a jeep outside and they carried the pastor's seat to come and meet him by the car. So they put him, so he moved from his SUV into the seat and four men carried the seat like the Ark of Covenants. And the whole church, and they, so I said to people that <laughs> when they become 1,000 in that church, it's on his bed, they will carry him with the foam. 
And I said, when they are now 2,000, that one, they will even carry him. The whole church will come to his room to do worship. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> In such, I don't like talking about but the video just made me laugh. So what is wrong with this young man? That is a very young man. What, what's wrong with it? What? Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, if he's watching, I didn't mention your name, so let your conscience tell you. <laughs> Did you get what I've said so far? I want to move to some very important, but I want to be sure that you, 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 you got what I've said. Fathers, pillars, partners, and I will stop this on what I was saying with. So, Bishop said, no. <laughs> I was about to say, he told that guy that tell that okay, let me say it was Bishop Edeko. He told that guy that tell that guy to go, and he discovered. So he managed to tell the guy. The guy went to another ministry. And a few years after that ministry, there was a serious case of rebellion. He took all the confidential reports of that ministry. He sent it to federal government to court to attack the ministry. That was when the pastor sat down and said, "Elders, fathers can see truly." Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. This is very important. But when it comes to a relationship with a father, when it comes to accepting that someone is your father, number one, you must know your own identity. You must know who you are. Because if you carry stream C, and you go to submit to somebody who carries stream A. By the time you know it, and you know you are two different people, you will look like a rebel trying to pull back. It will be like a square peg in a round hole. It's going to be a serious problem. So I said, I've been using Paul as an example. When he got the message, he went to Arabia to beg the message. Paul, if you woke Paul up, he would tell you that the message of grace, message of, I said, the message to the Gentiles, like the message of circumcision given to Peter, he said, to the uncircumcised God has given to me. He understood the message. But did you notice that most of the contact, at least the few ones revealed by the Bible, between Paul and Peter led into trouble? Have you read when he rebuked Peter? You see, Paul's stream was totally different. As a matter of fact, Paul kept getting into trouble every time he tried to talk to Jews. Because he was sent to the Gentiles. When Jesus appeared to him, the message was clear. And Paul could remember, because when Jesus appears to him and he tells you, Thomas, you will remember. Later in chapter 26 and verse 19, as he stood before Agrippa, he still maintained exactly what Jesus told him. He said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Then he began to say, the Lord said to me, he said, for this cause I have appeared to you to make you both a minister and a witness, both of the things you, you have seen and I will yet show you. He said that you might, and end up saying that you turn the Gentiles from the power of darkness to the power of the living God. And he said, wherefore King Agrippa, I know the message, but it took him 14 years to build the message into himself. After that, he went to see Peter and James. Why? If you go and see Peter and James prematurely, you, I, now, this is where we begin to get practical about what I'm saying. I have seen ministers, young ministers, 
It's a privilege to be able to meet some elders. But they will go there, get so deep in that relationship, and then they will lose their own identity. When you are truly called by God, there is a flavor it gives you that no other person has. And you have to let that flavor de develop very well before you start having contact with people. Otherwise, bigger personality can swallow. They, they are not planning to do that. They are not bad people. You are the one that is too weak to carry. So this is why it's important if you are the head of ministry to recognize since there can be a time God will for years it can make you to be listening to somebody the message can be so powerful in your life that the effect of it is going on in your ministry and you have not met the person because God has ruled that at this stage of your life you should not meet the person physically right now if you do it will be a cause at the end for the two of you you are going to fight you are going to fight it's going to send you away you are going to get angry and go away and at the end of the day you are not happy it's not happy and this has happened times without number in the body of Christ. So the first thing is to know your own DNA. Who are you? What message are you giving? In Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. That's what Isaiah said. He has anointed me to pray the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken affair. To proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison door to them that are bound. So proclaim their step. Now, if you dissect that scripture, and I'll listen to Benny one that was saying that the anointing will perform about seven functions. When the anointing is operating, now I am teaching now. The same anointing with which you teach is the same anointing with which you evangelize or you prophesy. But when it gets into when the when, when God breathes on all of us now, let's say God says, hmm. A prophet, that inspiration on him will make him see things. A teacher, the same breath will make him have revelation of the word. An evangelist will be equipped to preach. Now, the anointing can be for teaching. When the anointing of Holy Ghost is present, this is the mistake the people make in the church. They think the only time the anointing is present, people are somersaulting over here. And I was saying that on Wednesday. So when you fall and wake up, what has happened to you? Your clothes is dead. Well, thank God people for when I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong but I'm just saying that and we need to warn young people now they are turning to sensationalism students once you are not tumbling, I told them the last meeting we had in Abelta, about what you notice all the people of Tati and above rated Pastor Godman and Pastor Yemi highly some students were standing up because they did not come to say receive it what is it and I've asked question many times now please you know Apostle is my very wonderful friend I do that I love I, I do that once in a while maybe not as well as all the, I, I, and I thank God I understand what they're trying to do but I'm asking every Christian when they say receive it what is the it so on your way home can you define the it that you just collected Because now at this, most students, as to begin to think, what they are waiting for is for you to, and I was telling them on Wednesday, if you are endowed with the gift of the Spirit, never let men use you. The fruit you should always put forward is that of the teaching of the Word of God. When people come to me to tell them what the Bible says, because people will put you in a state where 
as you start teaching and you are not doing the stuff, their eyes should be telling the old boy, ah, and after a while, say, we are not here for this. Now, when are you going to start the performance? I mean, and when you notice their faces, you can start. And anytime you are truly anointed, especially if you are a prophet, you have prophetic grace, when the anointing is not there, and you manifest, occultism will take over straight away. This is how witchcraft can enter church. There are ministers who are prophetic, give genuine ones, at the same time they operate witchcraft spirits. That was exactly what happened to Balaam in Numbers 24. He tried to bless, God did not allow him. He tried to bless, God but the thought, Bible says, after the thought, and when he saw that he pleased the Lord to bless the people, he did not go to the Lord again. Then another spirit occupied him. Look at what the spirit said. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There riseth a star from Jesse. Balaam began to talk about Jesus. You would think it was a positive prophecy until you start hearing him saying that I shall see him, but not now. Jesus was going to come 2,000 years ago after. He wasn't going to live for 2,000 years. How was he saying I shall see him? Both Balaam and Jezebel died in no testament, but the spirit lived on. By the time Jesus was talking to the church in the book of Revelation, he talked about the spirit of Balaam and doctrine of Balaam and the spirit of Jezebel. In fact, Jesus said, that woman Jezebel in your midst. Jezebel continued to live till New Testament. The same thing happened to Balaam. It was that suit saying spirit like Balaam that was saying that a star is coming. When the star is coming, I will be there. I shall see. He said, but not now. And indeed, he saw. Because Jesus spoke about Balaam. So they saw face to face. Yes. How fast can this be? Jesus said to Peter, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father, he said, Thou are Christ, the Son of God. And then the next minute, Peter said that you shall not go to cross. And Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. The only ghost and Satan spoke to one man within one hour. Two spirits. Two. Can you imagine? 9.30, it was only ghost. 10.15, <laughs> it was Satan. And Jesus discerned it too. In other words, um, prophetic spirit speaking through a prophet is not always automatic. That means no matter the reputation of the prophet, keep your spirit alert. He can still say something that is from another source. Say amen, everybody. Did you hear that? See, this is why we have scripture to measure things, man. Hallelujah. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. <laughs> Something led me to talking about myself. Because I have many times I'm trying to stay are you getting me ministers? Praise the Lord. I will end that aspect this way. Spend a lot of time praying in the spirits. Building the message that God has given you. Before you join yourself. Yes. The mentor can be so strong. The ministry elite is so strong. That you can lose your personality and dissolve into it. And you begin to do what they are doing, which you are not called to do. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I mentioned that 
the anointing can be for teaching. In the same place, that is Isaiah 61. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach. Then he talked about glad tidings. He talked about to proclaim liberty to the captives. That's deliverance. Open up the prison door. The anointing part time can be for teaching or for preaching or to prophesy or to minister deliverance. And then some other ones, I don't know. Okay, one of them is also to actually prosper people. Now listen to me. It is possible. Most ministers that you see, they belong to one of these streams. Some people, their stream is deliverance. Deliverance is not wrong. Except people begin to add to what is in the Bible, which many are doing in Nigeria now. But it is possible that people are grace to deal with darkness in people's life in that sense. Even though the word of God does the highest deliverance. Somebody can be grace. Like, yes, many prophets rejoin that to give a word of prophecy. The first thing a minister called of God must look into, which stream do I belong to? If this is not answered, it's very likely that you will not have a very powerful ministry. You know, I saw, I saw, please, you might not agree with that. I'm just giving an example. It's what I saw. So, <laughs> I saw the beauty of the meeting of Pastor Chris and Benin. And I think Pastor Chris more mentioned that from when he was young. You see, when that time comes, the effect is something else. Now, Benin did not receive Pastor Chris as a small boy. Pastor Chris was teaching one day and Benin was like, maybe that will lead me to say this also. Don't prematurely expose yourself to anybody. Because at times in relationship, you are kept the way you enter. That is very common in Nigerian church. Even when your level has changed many times, the man believes, you know, many of our parents, they do it. No matter how old you are, they still think that you are how many of you have gone home before? I, I mean, my father came to Lagos one day. And he parked in my house. So I decided to drive. So he parked his own car. So I drove. We're going somewhere in VI. Uh, my uncle said, my brother was doing a program. And we're going there. And my father was telling me that, you are too close to that car. Be careful. My mom just started laughing. Honestly, I didn't know what to tell him. I was like, hey, is it driving you driving at Bekuta? That this is the headquarters of driving. If you survive downfall here, so you are telling me, you know, he, 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 he quickly turned me to that. And now, remember, the last time he said that to me was when I was about 17. I started driving early. So I used to sneak. Okay, I don't, 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 don't look at me like a. I was born again, spirit field. So, I mean. And we are casting my brother, and I told them, let me go to the refusal. So I knew my friend told me how to drive, and they didn't know I could drive in the house. So we had four cars, and my father would go out and I would carry the other car. So one day on the road, I met the driver and I flashed him. And I thought my father saw me. So you know, I got home and I became sober. I don't realize that he said, See, dead. So when I heard the sound of his own outside the gate, I went to open the gate. I ran, I was, I was scared. Then he called me, you know, he's like, 
And then he said, go and bring something from the fridge and say, he didn't see me. Then some neighbors told him one day. So I didn't even know. So I didn't know what it was. So one day he just said we should go out. So we're going out. He wasn't talking. We were just driving. So we're coming back. He just packed. I thought he wanted to buy some. So he came down. I just said he knocked my own side. I said, come down. He said, they said you've been driving. Oh yeah. Let's see. Ah, I smiled. I knew what he was trying to do. He wanted to prove to me that I was not a good driver. I was extra careful. When we got, they didn't have anything to say. Just said, uh, there was a car you were too close. I said that. <laughs> and I said, now I know you can drive. But from today, not without me again. Not without my permission. Are you with me? Sometimes parents still think. Yes. One day I was my dad after nine. They, my parents live in Abilton and I still, they are still, my father is 76. I still see them now. So I was driving back. And my father was telling us I was going back that, you know, Abilton is very dangerous now. Be careful. <laughs> As I said, sir, all the dangers in Abilton put together, multiplied by 10. They are not up to half of the danger in Lagos. <laughs> because, so this is what I have seen, sir. As the guy begins to rise, if you ask me the number one complaints I've heard among pastors, and some of them that were talking to me that is very true. Now, this guy is loaded. It's happened to a minister in a pastor, which I will mention. My father, my father, the church, the convention of that church. Now, they belong to two different churches. But it was submitted to this man. The convention of that church. This pastor will go there. One of the people I know the people, and he would help them even arrange chairs and do things. He was a senior pastor, and he would do all that. There's nothing wrong with that. Fantastic. He would do that. But you know, the day he penned him, a friend in another city, this is why you need to develop your message. A friend in another city, I don't want to mention his name, you might know who teaches a lot on a particular subject matter. Let's say relationship. Teaches a lot. Was now invited by this spiritual father. Now, himself and this guy that teaches on relationship, they were age mates. And they invited this guy. While he was there arranging chairs, they honored this guy so much. They heard this guy. The guy preached. They went to the office. They didn't even let him come to the office and everything. See, you will need a strong discipline of the spirit not to get angry. This is why at the end I will talk about expectation. That happened. That day he went to his car sad. You know what made the thing to be amplified all the more? Some weeks before then, he went to this one's church. This is friend's church and he scattered the place. The church honored him for the prophetic gift he brought. But you see, when he got his own spiritual father, the man just kept him there as a small boy. Then the man didn't know his friend. He only heard of his friend teaching on marriage and brought that one. And that one taught, he now started relating with that one like a friend. I get what I'm saying. So this guy just felt that, is it because I humble myself? You know, Paul had the same problem in one church. He said, you are not only because I humble myself. No. I won't say the man did anything wrong. If you want to belong somewhere, fine. But I'm just saying that sometimes, as you are now getting promoted by God, and as you are getting stronger in your spirits, there are certain fathers, they find it difficult to give you that right hand of fellowship. Rather, some people prefer to see you there. So that you don't get angry. If God tells you that this is your father, no matter what he does, you'll find. See, honestly speaking, I have so much respect for Bishop Boyedepo. Now you see any minister's conference and even Shiloh, 
Dr. Emeji will not take part of the message. Dr. Emeji will take part of the message. That man is solid. He will raise people and put them on the same path. There is something about that. And then, Baba's birthday, 80th birthday, Bishop Debo was the one that prayed that Friday, that main birthday night. I watch it. That means the fathers of Christian Niger, they understand this, the real ones, and they open doors for people to rise. But I have listened to a lot of young preachers. That's not the case. Now, here is the point. Somebody can do that to you, but that doesn't call for fight and anger. Paul spoke to a particular church and he was addressing and he said that build your work in such a way that you can boast. Let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you the truth. And this is what really concerns pastors listening to me. There is a way you get your ministry to that anybody you invite will feel happy coming. How many of you understand what I'm saying? You won't need to compel people much. That is what every senior pastor should strive for. It is true. If it looks like you are beggarly, I'm begging for things and what I've seen in ministry is not very good. It hasn't happened to me much, but people have seen it's not a very good thing. People are, that you, you, you remain at that level and it looks like Go back home. Go back to what God has asked you to do. Face the work. That when you invite people, they are happy to be there. And life is in faces. Invite people according to the face you are. Yeah. How can a church and people do that? You know, honestly, I don't say this against to spite anybody or anything. No. Many times, People send me mails and send me messages. Some want me to come. For me, I go anywhere. But I pray. I have never asked anybody how many people in your church before, before coming. I have preached for somebody where too. It was him and his sound engineer. <laughs> you know, brethren can be wonderful. They all promised they were coming for the meeting. And they didn't show up. And I preached for one hour, 30 minutes. I didn't do as if I was preaching to two people. I was sweating. I was shouting. He followed me to the car and he said, Today I know that you are really a pastor. <laughs> he said, Another guy invited. That one came. We got to the truck. Look at the hall. And told him that he had a meeting somewhere. I said, That one is in Nigeria. We are from Zion. Are you with me? But it is important. So they sent me later. Now, then some others. They want to invite Apostle Selman. They want to invite Nathan Ebersi. They want to invite Dosi. I asked one one day. If Dosi will come as usual with his nine people from Abuja, see, the money you will use to fly them down. Eh, hey, Nikki board, Papa. Buy keyboard with the money. You know, truth can be bitter. It will look like you are not helping them. That's why at times I don't say the truth. For instance, See, if you tell a woman the truth, she won't like you again. When, the, when the, the best time to tell a woman the truth is before she falls in love. Once a woman is in love, you cannot talk again. Otherwise, you will miss the wedding rites. They will not invite you. <laughs> I told them this other. Even if you bring Shekau, the head of Boko Haram, I said, this, Pastor, this brother Shekau. That's how I will greet him. Brother Shekau, how are you? I hate this man. 
because you've listened to me all year long teaching what the bible says about relationship but if that's your choice no problem i am only following the book of revelation have you read revelation 22 the bible said that he that is unjust let him be unjust still you know the reason if you have read genesis and you are not changed you were unjust in genesis you read exodus leviticus lamentation all the causes and you read matthew the new gospel of grace and you are still unjust the bible said that there's only one message for you cuckoo continue so the bible is so by the time you get this last chapter and you are still unjust and you are still unholy god's word to you is that oh boy carry on so that, that's the truth so that that's why that's why that's how it is are you with me praise the lord hallelujah you know what i just said now we save a, we save many people yes so i want to invite say man uh, i know he's your friend we're having one program somewhere it's your first program you don't even know how it will turn out to be when it is his name that is on the, that is the signature of that program the program does not have its own life when there is a speaker that that is the it is only then that your church looks like a church when it's coming around there's a problem even the leaders around you will not respect you much you need to correct that very quickly let people there be people who believe in the message that god has put in your mouth for them that is real church I get what I'm saying. See this man. His name is Joshua. <laughs> like I mentioned, he has left the place. There used to be Philip Consulting as a senior manager. What, what was supposed there? Senior manager. <laughs> I, I hope you are not just agree with me. <laughs> so, so now, he's in another place now. He left like two or three weeks ago. Like three years ago, I can't remember the particular year. So, my son, Apostle, was just into one year, and he was with me. So one of the nights of the conference. So it turned out to be that, that by that 1 a.m., that day was his birthday, September 3rd. And I didn't know. So we left. So we came back to church, took his car and left. And then I was praying. And then the conference continued the following morning. So the following day, now told me that, Pastor, today is my birthday, the, the same day. I now said that, but 1 o'clock is still part of today. Now that we're with same man, I could have just asked him to pray for you. He just changed his tone. I said, sir, same man is not my pastor. He said, that's why I didn't say it there. Because I knew you were going to ask. He said, no, you are the pastor. Oh, that day, there was something that rose in me. I said, what do you want? He was working somewhere before. And he said that, he mentioned uh, Philip that I need, them, I need to work there and blah, blah, blah. Ask him. I just spoke a word that day. By 4 p.m., Philip sent him a mail. The same day. And the step is positioned two steps above what he applied for. I am saying to you, you might not be Benihim. But let the people there, let your message be something that blesses them. And they look forward to listening to. There is a place of inviting people. Fathers and once in a while, there is nothing wrong. You can invite a popular that there is nothing We do that. That's not the problem. But before them and after they are gone, is there a substance? 
that hosts the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is a pastor here, Pastor Sam. Where is Dr. Sam? Okay. He brought his leaders to me like two, three weeks ago to speak to all of them, about 20 of them. And I arranged chairs in my office. I thought I would not be able to assemble. If you bring them, I will speak to them. And I spoke, for about, I spoke for about two hours. And they told me that they wanted to ordain some people. And I told them that no. I told them, I said, no. I can pray for you because you are a protege to me, or you call yourself son. <laughs> I use the word protege, but that's what he says. And we have the same spirit, actually. So I love you with everything in me. And I said that, Samuel, I can pray for you. You ordain them because they are not serving with me, they are serving with you. Now, some other churches invite a guest. I'm not saying it's wrong, please. I've seen where they are. I'm not saying it's wrong. But I just prefer that you are the one that should ordain them. That's what I believe. Please, there's no scripture like that. That's just my personal belief. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is very important. That means that, see, until a man, until a pastor, listening to me, until you clarify and you are sure of your calling, shut down some things, pray and be sure. People who come out with one message that everybody knows, they move with speed more than any other kind of person. All of you can understand what I'm saying. And then, uh, uh, Mike Buddha once said that until they can tag something on your name, when they mention your name, something comes to mind. When we say Ben, you think of miracles. When we say Bishop, you know what we're talking about. All of them have an area that you can actually think about. If I say Pastor Kingsley, you're going to think relationship. It's true. If I said Nathan Embassy, you are going to think worship. But if I said that uh, Bukola Bekis, you would think praise. There has to be. And this is a given by the Spirit. There are the things that a minister must receive, incubate upon very well, before you start allowing relationships, especially strong relationships. And I will end on that note like this. They say, some fathers and mentors don't have the same personalities. There are those who allow you to have a measure of flexibility to become who you want to be. But there are those, it is their principle, policy, and personality you must have. When you notice that, that can be a dangerous relationship to be in. Listen to me, there is no sentiment about like relationship that you cannot, once you notice, move away, because whether you move away now or you move away then, thou shall move. You are getting what I'm saying? Because some people absorb you completely into themselves. And you are a gentle person, he is a forceful person, and he tells you that when this issue happens, your church, this is how you treat it. You deal with that, you do this. No, 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 no. But you know that in your heart that this is not. This is why that issue of identity. Who are you in the spirit? Must guide any relationship you are stepping into. Hallelujah. And when you sense that a season is over, it was God that told Elisha or Elijah to go to the brooks and the brooks dried. Don't continue where the brook is dried. And I want, are you getting what I'm saying? You will notice. Laban was one time Jacob's mentor. He got to, but the Bible said that the countenance of Laban was no more good towards Jacob. And this applies to even businessmen. Know when to move, when you should. 
Number one, pray. The Holy Spirit must be involved. But number two, there are signs that they tell you that your time is up in certain places. If you stay beyond there, you are going to get into trouble. Yeah, there are signs. Sometimes it is God using those signs to talk to you that you can no longer stay here. Jacob will just wake up in the morning and labor will start born. He just understood that it's time to go. Yes. So God told Elijah to go to the brooks. But God didn't tell him that one day the brooks would dry. It dried up. And God said, go to Zedaphat. I've commanded the widow. Sometimes God has sent some pastors to a brook, which might mean a kind of relationship. Well, it is very obvious now that the brook is drying up right now. And it's time to move. Did you get what I've just said now? Hallelujah. So what sums up all these things I'm saying is that every minister must be a man and a woman of prayer. Because sincerely, it takes the Holy Spirit to understand the timing and all this. And let me begin to wrap up right now. Are you, are you following me? Ah, oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> Factors affect relationship, your stream, I've said that one. Your personality, divine timing. And last one is your motive for being in that relationship. Which is very important. Motive is under expectation. But I want to say this and I'll move to outside. The outside will take me just about 10, 15 and I'm done. I'll take questions. Listen to me very well. This is very important. When the service, the conference ended on Sunday. February 7th was the last day of our conference. Myself, Minister Dulce and Nathan and uh, Apostle Man flew in the same plane to Abuja. Because I had a prayer meeting on Monday in Abuja. So that was message conference. When we came down from the plane, Bravito was asking me, Apostle Man's pay. We came down from the plane around 4.30. Koenona was to start 5 or so. He said, Bachelor, now that you're in Abuja, are you coming for Koenona? He said, Apostle turn and I said, no. As I'm going to my room to rest, I have never invited anybody here so that they can invite me for their program. It's not necessary. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not necessary. The NCCL people were with me during the uh, Wednesday service, and there were some ministers that. I was giving them an idea on how to get those people. If people meet me and they say they want me to help them get Nathaniel or Seman, how many pastors have I helped to get Seman? Holy God can count the number. It has never occurred, and it will never occur to me that why not you? If you know how many invitations I turned that the woman that led worship is the one that receives men for me. God bless you, Pastor Daniel. I know you are forgiving me. I was supposed to be with him in Aja on Wednesday. Posters printed, open air program because they all will not take them. And I called him on Tuesday. I won't be able to come. I, I begged you. I said, I just started begging. Listen to me. You know, sometimes we get to, we get to ask and then I think maybe one or two people from New Covenant, but they have their Southwest region stuff. And they came last Sunday to invite me. And I said that by Monday I'll give you an answer. By Monday I said that I'm sorry I won't be able to come. The arts of a man. Studies both times and season. I was, really, I was with you like four weeks ago. One thing people don't deal with when joining anything is your motive. 
your motive? Do you want to use a popular name to popularize yourself? Do you want front seats? Why are you close? Why do you want to meet Bishop Oyedepo? Why do you want to meet Pastor Adeboe? Why do you want to meet, for instance, I say this, by the grace of God, I have met Baba Adeboe one-on-one -on -one about three times now. I dare not say, sir, I want to invite you to our church. Where? When senior brothers, they plenty, who are still on the queue, that will not go to their church. But see, if by himself, oh God, are you hearing what I'm saying? When Pastor Chris invited Benin, Benin counted it a thing of joy. If I said something, I shouldn't have said same last week, but I started, he was basking in the fury of the host. He enjoyed what he saw. Because whatever he was experiencing, they, they gave him more of it. More crowd to talk to, bigger facility, everything. Because Nigerian ministers are anointed. So we are very anointed. We just need to add character. The anointing is common. There is no problem at all about anointing in Nigeria. <laughs> it's just that many times there is also annoyance with the anointing. Are you, are you with me? This is important. Why should it be? How about that they are able to pray for me and something happening to me in my assembly where I am? Some people, you are just to meet them. I, um, I don't know who he was talking about. I don't know, but I'm suspecting. Probably was talking about Abishobi Dawosa. Pastor Chris said that, I was listening to him one day, and he said there was a man of God before he died. And he said 1990, that was the Bishop died. He said he just sent for me. And he asked me to kneel down. And he put his hand on my head. And he said some things and he said go back he said from that time we began to fill stadium national stadium and the rest because i must say this sincerely speaking whether it is healing power now it's getting to a very critical point of this meeting whether it's healing anointing whether it's unusual prosperity whether it's church growth there is none that is coming from heaven they are already tabernacle inside of men a man will pass it to you even our Lord Jesus did not break this roof. He was not born of any man. Yet John had to baptize him. John was the custodian of the will of God. Where did John get it from? His parents were high priests. You cannot appear from nowhere. God, just like God will not create another Adam again. Adam on Sunday, if you see a man naked on the floor in one garden, around the control when I say that I'm, I'm now I was just created by God no, somebody is just acting African magic every man that will be on the face of the earth must be born by another man every goat you will see must be born the anointing has come down once and for all Kenneth Hagin followed all these men who had it I forgot the name of these people before him from Wigglesworth to some of the other people, he read them, he said he read them into pieces. And something, some of these things, you get them by their books. So it's not everyone you meet on one-on-one. -on -one. You will not meet some. But the same spirit is in what they are preaching. You can get their message. 
when Dagoami was a medical doctor, medical student in Ghana, he said that the church was so, he said he was so despised that when he ordained himself as a pastor, he said he was brother Dag. He was one that came to the church and said, from today I am no more brother Dag, I am a pastor. Then he said, one day also he stood in his room and Paul was, I said, now you are a bishop. And he came up and I said, from today, I'm no more than a dark, I have fish on that. He was a very remarkable man. He said, but as he was listening to Agi back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, one day, he said, something came from the tape. And then to the Zoom. He said, he could tell. As if he heard the voice, that from today, you'll be able to teach. He has the largest church in Ghana and the largest number of branches. He said the same thing. He began to follow Yongicho. And he tried to meet Yongicho. The secretary told him that you are from where? You can't see Yongicho. And then uh, he said, but he refused to get angry. This is what happens to some young people. They try to meet some people. They force us into and then you get angry. Who are you angry with? <laughs> are you with me? Who are you angry with? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I used to do a lot of retreat in Nation Camp, and every time then I would go to the office, they would drop a seed. I would say, Ah, honey, say, you can't see Baba, no problem. And I'll come three months after, six months after, every now and then. But then one day I was praying, and I sat in the room where I rented there praying. That was March last day, also. And I was led, get up. I just went outside for no reason and I entered my car and I was driving around camp. As soon as I pulled out of the place, I just saw somebody coming alone in a native. I said, it's not I was shocked. Lord, I'm the pastor. They were alone. 5.30 in the evening. If you know it very well, it works around only in the night when he's praying. Of course, I came down and ran. And God had helped me to prepare a seed in the car. I think everything was time, time. Because I don't see people like them, and them. So you might not like that. It's none of your business. That, that, that is me. I right to do whatever I like with myself. And then, he just put his hand on my head and prayed. When I left, the guy, I didn't know that a guy was following like 300 meters away. He said, God, Baba told him that no, none of you should follow me. That's what he said. He told them when he was leaving the house. I don't follow me. He said, but some other people told him that, okay, you know what, follow him in a way that I won't know you are following him. So the guy ran and he said, sorry, who are you, sir? Then he said, I've seen you on YouTube. I said, wow, so you are the one. He said, I was wondering. He said, if at all he will greet anybody while walking, he will just say, bless you. He said, all of us watching from us saw that he laid hands on somebody on the road. He said, well, sure. He said, I said, I must know that person. Then he said, Pastor, can you lay answer? I said, ah, I No, 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 no. Let, let, let the thing. Uh, uh, I just told him, I said, Shemi, you say, he says, bless you. I said, so bless you. <laughs> don't, be, don't, don't be like this now. <laughs> I'm not even going back to the room. Are you already? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> It's someone blessed. Glory to God. You know, I've said many things together. You will listen to this message again and pieces them. 
But that's the best I can do. Otherwise, each one will take me by one hand. I can't do that. So I separated them here. But I just said, let me just put everything together. If you are... So that is outside. All I have spoken now, it will be more like a senior pastor, head of a ministry, relating with mentors, fathers, and everything. But let's come back to inside the church. If you are an associate, let's read First Peter 5. And I'll close. I just want to read First Peter 5. Verse 1. The elders which are among you I exhort, who also am an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also of the partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock which is among you, taking oversight thereof, not by constraints, but willingly, not for fitting local, but of a ready mind. Now, pastors, never make the mistake of thinking to say because you have helped people, they cannot leave you. It's called entitlement mentality. I'm connecting this to the last thing I said with the last part. All that I said about, I was talking about expectation, right? Your motive when you are joining the ministry. From the perspective of a pastor or head of a ministry, your number one job is not to be friendly, even though you have to be friendly. Your number one job it's not to go from house to house even though you will visit. Your number one job is to feed people with the word of God. Listen to this. They must be able to tell when they leave service that they've been imparted. When this is missing, and now what is very difficult about this for those of us that are pastors is the fact that yesterday's food being very sweet does not make up for today's food being sour. That means over there is no other way if you stop growing as a pastor in the dimension of the world, it will affect the church. You see, members of the church are not lawyers. Some are very few. They can go to any length with you. Others, they like you, but they like their soul more. <laughs> Hallelujah. I guess what I'm saying. Now, I'm not saying there are many churches, I will say our church, and many other churches, where there are many, many, many strong loyal members. We have many of them in this church who love this church and who love me genuinely, yes. But I'm, I'm talking from the thinking of a pastor that in your psyche, you must pretend as if that does not exist so that you can be on your toes at all times. That look, Never take people for granted. Face that assignment, which is there is a command from the Lord. Feed the people. If there is no food again, they are free to go. Did you get what I've just said now? There are some people who can die for you. Some love you that much. But I'm saying that from your own thinking, pretend as if that does not exist. Pray and give the word. He said, feed the sheep. Hallelujah. Minister to the people. So, that's very important. Let's read. keep that scripture there. I'll close with that. This is what a pastor expects of the members. And if you are 
an associate here. I will tell you four types of people and that's the one I want to close with. But you are heading a department. You have to understand. Now, Peter said to the pastors, now, don't lord it over people. We are not bigger than them. It's a privilege to lead. And you must honor them. You know, you don't even talk to John about and see that nobody says anything. No. The Bible talks about you talk about to older women as mothers. He told Timothy. So you don't talk anyhow. You don't love things over people. Verse, verse 3. He talked about being an example. Verse 3. Neither be lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. You will not. Whatever you want the people of the church to be, you have to be first. If the pastor is not a giver, the church will never be a giving church. Because Pastor Deboe walks around in the middle of night praying. If you go to camp tonight, I guarantee you, between 12 midnight and 4 a.m., you are going to see over 1,000 people walking around praying. As it is with the leader, so it is with the people. That's what the Bible says. If you want to see anything in the congregation, first of all, become that thing yourself. You can't tell them to pray when you are not praying. Please keep the scripture. We are still there. Then go down. Now, I want to talk to others who help. And this I will talk about my four guys that you see. Verse 4. When the chief shepherd shall appear, we shall have a crown that faded not. Verse 5. Then he began to address other people. Likewise, you younger, submit yourself unto elders. Be subject one to be clear with humility, for God resists the proud. Mm. I think it's in 1 Timothy 5.17. The elders are ruled well among you. 1 Timothy 5.17. Elders who rule among you, count them worthy of double honor. I want to say this to everybody. If you are an assistant and you are an associate, number one, you must avoid these three personalities. And if you love your pastor so much and you don't have any of this seed in you, you must also help the pastor to avoid people in the church who have that seed. This is what kills the ministry. You see, there is a lot of, the bigger the throne is, the bigger the politics around the throne. Human beings are the same everywhere. Only that some have allowed the discipline of the spirit, they have crucified the flesh, its lust and its affection. But not many people in the, are in that category. Again, I'm going to end with associated about what are your expectations in serving under a person or serving with a person and what is your motive. I put up something on Facebook that you are the most diligent choir member does not equal they have to make you choir leader. They can choose leaders next year and you might not be one of them. If you are angry, it's a matter of motive. So, every associate you are there in that ministry there are associates who will be there till the end oh bless god for bishop Abbey. because in nigeria we seem to have an idea that until something is called by your name that's only the, the only time can be great bishop Abbey has defied that to be able to prove i once went to see him in abuja in his office and I, I asked Mr. Odo to drive me around the whole premises. I said that 98% of GOs in Nigeria don't have one third of what they have in that place. You know, somehow, 
And maybe that will also lead me to saying this. A calling does not always mean you should leave your church. You know, Joyce Mayer does not have a church. She attends a church. I think they said, but I believe when he goes to Baptist church. What is wrong with some? That spirit that makes people... And when you look at what they have gone to start, in many cases, nothing. It's more of ambition. It has to be. And when it is yours, truly God will leave it to you. Charles and Francis Hunter were healing people more than any other person. But they were members of Jealousy Church. Who doesn't heal anybody? I said things that God would... They said they were there when the boy was born. Because they were his parents' friends. So anytime they did not have crusade, I've been jealous this church before. It's about 20,000 auditorium and they have two services. Charles and Francis Hunter will park stadium with 100,000 people. But on Sunday morning, they will sit down at the back of the... And they have never told the pastor, let us conduct healing service here. This is at one point so people get angry. And they lose their... No, don't, don't do that. So, you, have, you feel you have teaching grace or prophetic grace. Then the next time, you want the church to give you platform. If God needs the church to give platform, God will speak to the pastor. If they don't give you platform, you don't need their platform. You know why Christianity's glory will be seen by all? When somebody will be an usher on Sunday and on Saturday night, it's parking stadium. And you know what? It will happen. There will be couples in the church who will teach relationship on Saturday morning. And 50,000 people will attend. Viewed by 500,000 people online. And they are attending a church which is just a 1,000 member church. And they are committed. That the wife is in children's church. The husband maybe is in the protocol department. But they have their ministry to help couples. And when they do their seminar, they around the whole world. That's what God is looking for. What you see in many cases are people be some God has not even called. In fact, they are the ones calling God. And they are already stepping out. But people just think that it is synonymous. A pastor like some of us will never tell anybody not to go. We will joyfully release you because I don't want problem and a lot. But I just wonder when I see people do this in many places. Because sincerely, ah, I know people are watching me and I hope this is getting. There are priests. I think he died at 92. Probably about the most popular English preacher lately. He was a professor of philosophy who became a Christian. Showed the world. He was against contemporary general priest. Google the name and check out his mighty messages. When he was about 89 or 87, I was watching one and the same, he never had a church. In that message he was preaching and he said that there are pastors I submit to. I don't know what minister he was talking to pastors. He said, if God tells me, listen to me. He said, if God tells me to do something and I talk to these pastors and they tell me that Derek, we don't think this is God though. He said, I will leave it and I will ask God that if you are the one truly confirming. The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. In that act 13, the Bible says, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work that I have called them. That means, before then, Barnabas and Paul had received a call personally. They did not move until the rest of the team. What is God trying to shoot for? Ten of us are praying together. We form a group, we reach out to people. All of a sudden, God tells you to move, and he did not tell the rest of us. Is that the kind of God you read about in the Bible? Whatever you are the only one hearing, be careful. 
except you can say that you are under an insecure leader. Some can be like Rekania and say that. But if where you have been, there is no iota of insecurity. But out of caution, they are telling you to wait. And you are the only one hearing. You are hearing Benway. Benway, Benway. Every now and then. They just go. And many of people have gone like that. Why they are not returning is Agidi Strongate. They are there meeting brick walls. But they are staying there because they don't want people to say that this will tell you. A, anyway, a good pastor will not say this will tell you. We don't rejoice when something. It's like telling a lady that this, this man you want to marry, we don't. We, the way we pray, we, something is wrong. And she marries, and now the man is pointing. And I say, this will tell you. You are not a father if you do that. She needs your compassion that time. She already knows that you told her anyway. So there's no point rubbing her face. Oh, you are back. <laughs> you, know, you know, you don't say that. Your rights to welcome and rise. It's tough love, but we must do it. When you finish rescuing her and you have destroyed the fox, then you can now tell her that, see, next time, let your head be straight. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Ah. So there are priests that I say, I will wait. And this is very important. Very, very important. You cannot be praying with people and all of them said they have not heard anything about what you are saying from God. And you are the only one. Your prayer there should be that, Lord, since you have spoken to me, speak to these people. You are not the author of confession. I have been part of this family. I pray with them. We've seen you answer prayer. You can't be talking to only me. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that God has called you does not mean you should step out. You can do a lot. If it's not a church, if it's not asking you to start a church, then do what he wants you to do where the church you are. Who are these four guys that you see around in the place of leadership? Number one, they were around David's throne. And I think I've said a bit of that this church before. Four guys. David was at the center. There were four guys around him. Number one, Absalom. Number two, Ahitophel. Number three, Joab. Number four, Nathan, the prophet. Balance, four. <laughs> you will, as a leader, if you are the set man here this morning, all of you that are the senior pastor, you will have these four men around you. It doesn't mean that at this moment they will be there. <laughs> you might not see them for 10 years. One can show up and then... Who are these four people? Remember, every precious ministry Satan wants to destroy. And they will use the imperfections of men. What men have not dealt with? The pride they have not dealt with. These are, they are the bosses that Satan will press. Or even the leader said the what he has not dealt with to destroy the ministry. Who are these four guys? Let's start with Absalom. Absalom is that person that wants your place. And if you are an associate here, you have to pray against the spirit of Absalom. If you read in the Bible, Absalom will go. And he made everybody think 
he was the king. Second Samuel 14, 25, Second Samuel 15. Absalom. You see this guy. I want us to read. I wrote this one. I want us to read it. Just see something there. Absalom is that associate that goes to the house and is talking as if he's a senior pastor. He's a fine authority. That's terrible. Absalom does not like it when people honor the senior pastor. I shall many of you understand what I'm saying. But I'm asking all the associates here. Hope this seed is not in you. You want to be honored like him. You are not the senior person. Absalom will say, Oh, that I will make judge in the land, that every man which had any suitcase might come to me, I will do justice. You know what he started doing? <laughs> he will stand outside. The father was inside. He will stand outside. David was inside. And you know, in those days, they honored the king. Seeing the king was like seeing God that time. They would tremble. But Absalom removed all that. You know, I have seen this. Let me say this categorically without apology. All young men who abuse fathers on Facebook, who say that they carry soldier protocol, there is no sincerity in any one of them. I know a good, one, a good number of them on one on one. They are operating Absalom spirit. They want to divert attention to themselves. Absalom started saying to people that, my father, you have to feel firm to see him. Protocol will not let you see him. So Absalom will come out to meet the people. He will hug them. Imagine a prince hugging you. It's like the president hugging you. He will hug them. And ah, they'll be like, this one is different from his father. It took me three days to feel firm, to see the father. And when I was going to see him, he sat here. I was at the, at the door there. And he didn't even let me say, you have one minute with him. He said, but his son is different. He hugged me. I gave him his personal number. Wow. When I went to his office, they gave me tea, cappuccino. And they were talking about it. He looked like a nice man. He's a nice guy. That's uh, one of uh, Jack Chan's film. He's a nice guy. It's a very nice film. <laughs> you know? It was very nice. Everybody was talking about it. He will now start talking before they that, ah, if they can only make me leader. Look at the crowd waiting to see one man. Me, I won't let that happen in my time. I will just... All those people who go to house to understand people against the church. You understand them. Uh, you see, me too, I'm, I'm just wondering why you have to do six months discipleship before you join choir. This is an associate talking. You are an Absalom. You want to, people to believe in church that senior pastor is tough. You are the one that is nice. So I don't know. Even me, I don't know. Even me, say, you know, they greet me, say, I'm just managing. You know? But you, you greet very well. If the pastor rebukes somebody, you go and greet them inside their car on their way home. Say, I don't worry. What you did was not that bad. You just had the pastor, that's how he shouts. That's, uh, if I'm the pastor, me, I won't shout. For that is, I'll just peck you. And you continue. That's Absalom. Why? He wanted that seat. All associates that are here, heads of departments, have you poured yourself of this? Do you want to become, do you secretly have an ambition that you should be the one leading? 
I tell you the truth. Many churches started. God didn't call many people. This thing called them. Till Jesus comes, I am grateful that this church did not break from any church. I came from NMPC, cannot come and start household of David in Lagos. I was never a member of any church in Lagos. So it's not in my record that I broke any church, left in anger, or a pastor rebuked me and I left. I am grateful. I'm not saying some people cannot live from one place to another. No, people live. I know friends who left and God told them what to do. Please, I'm not. They, those who are watching, like, don't misunderstand me. If God can call you from one place or another, no doubt. I'm not in any way against that. I'm just saying that personally, the way I see people do this outside gives me joy that I did not break from anywhere. It gives me so much joy. Yeah. There are people genuinely called by God to leave one place and start on that one, no doubt. But I have some of them as friends, so God can do that. But I'm just, it just gives me joy. Because of things I see outside and everywhere. So Absalom, everybody assisting a leader must actually ask yourself that question. This is the part of those of you who are leaders, but you are not the main leader. Are you, do you have, only you and God, only the two of you know the truth inside you. If this thing is in you as I'm talking, you will know that this thing is in you. The moment people are comfortable to come and talk to you about the sin of there is a problem. Except you are Nathan. We will get to it in a while. Absalom. And Absalom will do that for a while until there will be an open rebellion. And Absalom was going to kill David. Then the next person. Let's move to Ahitophel. And the pastor was able to recognize Absalom. How do the way you pray, you will know. Then Nathan will let you know Absalom. But let's go on. Aitophel. Aitophel was David's counselor. Oh, they started together. Aitophel is that guy. Absalom wants to be the pastor, the center of what he wants to be. Aitophel is not interested in anything, power or anything. Aitophel is offended and he wants to take vengeance. He wants to take revenge. As a pastor, maybe you openly rebuke Aitophel. Maybe you did something that hurt him deeply and he won't talk to you about it. Aitophel can keep quiet for seven years. He comes every Sunday, sits on the altar with a boy, he's angry. I have heard this in older churches. What some people do you know that secrets on churches, actually, men of God who have made mistakes and the video coming out came from inside, not outside. Hope you know. Hope you know that Muslims don't bother themselves coming to church to dabble into your issues. People send it out. It's true. Jim Baker, when he wrote I was wrong, it was a pastor that made the scandal to go around. A pastor. He had offended pastor by media. He had a TV station. The pastor wanted to speak against Kenneth Hagin or so. And Jamaica said that on this TV, I don't let a pastor be that pastor. He kept it here. He was angry. But he kept, they kept meeting the conferences. Aito fell. He's angry. But you will never know. Why? He's waiting for Absalom to manifest. So that he can join Absalom. He is not interested. All Ahitophel wants is that that ministry must go down. Absalom does not want it to go down. Absalom wants to be the next leader that everybody is honoring. Ahitophel does not want anybody's honor. He is so offended for that. 
He wants that church to crash. There was a policy that came that time. That when GOs, they've done it, they must resign everything. The guy that did it was a pastor in the church of the Jew. He was trying to get down before. Offense. That's how it offered. Anger. He wants the church. He doesn't want, and I see it on Facebook. They don't even want church to exist again. The way you are talking about church, I know people should not even go to church. So it's, the hunger is there, but Aitofel will hide it if it's your congregation. Waiting for the day Absalom will have power and then he will join Absalom to finish you. So there is a rebellion. There is not a person that wants to be the pastor. Aitofel will, will sponsor the rebellion and he will produce materials that will make it very easy for the guy. Yes. Then you have Joab. Like Ahitophel. Joab is not interested in the seats. He believes that you are the one called of God. Joab might kind of be a kind of businessman who gives a lot to the church. What Joab wants, he wants to as the pastor, but he wants the control. Joab also does not want the job to be destroyed like Ahitophel. No, he doesn't want that. Joab just wants to have a say. Yes. Have you heard of churches where people gather in a part of one rich man's house and they discuss with pastor to be removed and everything? That's Drab. Drab was David's commander-in-chief. But then Drab was doing his own thing. David said, don't kill Absalom. Drab said, really? <laughs> when he got Absalom, he killed him. Absalom, Aitofel, and Drab always worked together. Joab worked with Absalom, but it was one that killed the eventually. Because those who sin with you, this is a warning for associate. They will sin against you eventually. Joab is always very industrious. I read this record in the Bible. Joab never lost one battle. There was no battle David sent him to fight that he did not win. He can be that skillful person in the church that the church has over heights. He helps the church a lot, very industrious, but he's also very bold. And now, he says to the pastor, by now, pastor, we should, instead of building a cathedral, let's go on TV and do more. And the pastor says, no. Job begins to talk to people in the church and say, it's not building, it's this one. He's not interested in being the pastor. That's where between uh, Absalom. But he wants the church to go the direction he feels it should go. It's common among the leaders of parochial committees in the orthodox churches. Many of you understand what I'm saying. They want to give a direction. And when the pastor objected, he said, no, that's what they want to go. That's drab. David told them that they should not get close to a particular city because they would shoot from the wall. Drab went close and many soldiers died. Then he told the servant, he said, go and tell my Lord that people have died. He said, but when you see that he wants to get out, quickly mention that Uriah is dead also. So when you are playing game as a leader, people will play game with you. David had committed sin and he sent Uriah to his execution. Joab knew. He collected a letter. He made Uriah to die. But he kept it. He now disobeyed the king and made people to die where the king said he should not go to. And he must, they must give reports. So he told him, why are you reporting? He said that we approached the war. People died. So when the king said, when he says, didn't I tell you not to get close to the war? Quickly chip it in the sack. Uriah is also dead. And it worked. You know what David said? Ah! 
pastors, don't lose your authority. Don't let sin take it away. It's dangerous. You know what David said? He said that this doesn't to go around the, near the wall. David said that, well, they saw the divorce both here and there. Tell Joab to be strong. That's what David said. They've seen his nakedness, so he could not discipline again. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> Moses was the one that selected 70 elders because he was complaining that the body was too much and God took the anointing and distributed it over them you remember and he carried the body with him check what happened next Moses reduced in his authority to lead I've never seen it before like that until I heard the man I was reading and I saw it the 12 spies Moses said God told him to send 12 spies. Numbers 12 and 13. It was not God. The people talked Moses into sending spies. It is in the book of Deuteronomy. Go to that Numbers, numbers 13 1. Numbers 13 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men that they may search the land of Canaan. I have given them to the children of Israel. Who said to Moses? Say it. Say it again. Who said, who said, who said to Moses? Can somebody check for me? Deuteronomy chapter 1 or 2. Where Moses said that you came to me to send men. Let me locate quickly. I just want to show you something from there. One twenty-two. Are you sure? Okay. Thank you. Look at this from twenty-one. Let's start from twenty-one. The oh, the Lord of God has said the land before you go up and possess it as the Lord of God has said. Fear not, neither be discouraged. Twenty. And you came near me, every one of you, and said, We will send men before us, they shall search out the land and bring us what they gave. By the way, we must go to the cities which will come. Verse 23. And the saying pleased me well, and I took 12 men. When you do Bible study, you have to be very thorough. Who told Moses? Let me tell you what happened there. All the other land, God gave an express command to Moses and they took over. Because he allowed them, he told God to take part of the spirits. I believe his authority is reduced. It became delegation. We, we, we brainstorm. The people came to Moses. God told Moses like every other land, go and possess the land. Then the people told Moses, no, we can't just go like that. Let's send 12 people. Moses agreed. He now went to pray. And God said that no problem. Then he said, God said, the idea came from the people, not God. Did you get that? You saw it here now. He said, all of you came to me. And you asked me. And he said, he pleased me. Then I added God to it. Did somebody get that? Hallelujah. Let's talk about the last person and then we... Please, if you have questions, if you want to raise your hand, please get me two mics very soon. Uh, the protocol, one on this side, one on this side. I'll take a few questions and I want to know, is somebody getting anything at all? 
So, you have Joab. Then you have Nathan. Every pastor needs a Nathan. Otherwise, now Nathan can actually be your spiritual father. Nathan can also be somebody, a friend. But then a bit of it can also operate through a member of the church. But Nathan must have labored with you and must be a trusted person. Nathan was the one that told David that, sir, you are the man. You took a man's wife. That is terrible. But Nathan can come to your office and tell you, because pastors need people can tell you how things are really going. You think your message is nice. Your people are just deceiving you. For instance, but Nathan will say, sir, instead of one hour, you spoke for three hours. And that, sir, every service will raise offering. My friend can't come to church. Because they know that their pockets will be empty by that time going home. But members always tell pastor, nice message. Workers meeting one day, I was asking what we should add to the church. A guy raised his hand. And he told me that the message was always too short. That it was just 14, that I should go to one hour. So I began to laugh. All the others were there. The guy that was talking, the last time I was preaching, he was sleeping. If I was preaching for 40 minutes, you were sleeping. Now you ask me to extend the time. Then you'll be snoring. <laughs> I said, you? You want me to extend the time? He began to laugh. He began to, I didn't say it publicly once before. He said, I was just saying that. So, but he got the message. I said, almost every Sunday you sleep. And now you want me to extend the message. Is it to extend your sleep time? <laughs> just yes, sir. <laughs> Are you with me? Because people can flat, flatter us as pastors. But you need somebody who can actually... But he will say it in love, in honor. Now listen to me. All associates, and the people with me, they do that. They can do that. But leader will only listen to you if you are first of all won their trust. You can't just come from... And that's why you join the church the day you are trying to correct things within one month of joining. No, you can be an Absalom. No leader will allow you. If you don't have a record of submission... You don't want to be part of any unit. You want to be a leader. You want to talk. You, all you do in the church is to show them what is wrong and what needs to be corrected. Nobody will listen to you. If you want to wear that kind of power, you must first of all dissolve into the church. If you are an associate, the leader must get to a point where he's 100% sure that you mean well for, towards him. Then you can say some things that might not be very comfortable at times in a loving way. Sister Kevin, I love you so much. <laughs> you know what is next. <laughs> She's one of the leaders. I leaders me to what she just told me that, sir, that can I I do a OB with all my all these people are free to tell me anything. I should call my attention to something that pastor. Because when I start preaching, I make people stand for a long time. At times we read Bible, I like us reading the Bible together to start. At times people are still standing in the next six minutes. And you know, when you are preaching, you don't feel you are standing. But if you are standing and you are not the one preaching, you feel it. I said, sir, you keep people standing for too long. I said, okay. And really, she sits at the front every Sunday. So any Sunday when I ask people to stand, after in the Bible and I forgot to, once I see, I will remember. Once everybody sit down, sit down, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> there was time I was preaching, and I used, I was talking about what an American guy was saying, somebody said, fuck you. <laughs> I said, and somebody told me that, ah, no, pastor, that's a wrong word. After the service. It's because this is a two-way thing. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking to pastors and associates. That you as the pastor, 
or head of ministry must build me such a way that people who sincerely love you can tell you truth without you hurting them or using it against them or using them to preach in anger. At the same time, you that you are talking to the pastor, you must be able to... I have tried to do many things in this church that these men will say no. And that's it. I say what the Lord tells me clearly. If it's my idea... And I, because none of them will say it in a disrespectful manner. None of them will say it in a wrong way. And I know them, the genuineness of their love towards me and towards the church. So, on Sunday, all of us had a meeting. All these people here from 5 till 10 in the night. Sunday night. These are men who labor with me. So I listen to them. So they say something. I said, no, no, no. Nah. Pastor, let, let there be. That was a particular year. I wanted Christmas, uh, 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 service of Christmas. Pastor, no, no, no. People were, and I said, okay, no problem. Once it's not what God has said, I listen to these people. I do. So, Pastor, we've done four programs already in a year. Let's not do any other program. And if it is not the Lord, I listen to them. So any day I say that, I understand you guys, but this is what the Lord said. They all reverse immediately and join me. Because I don't say it to chance them. If God hasn't said, I listen. But if God has said, and you must have that record with your people. Hallelujah. After Wednesday, when I finished preaching about the sons of the prophet, not for Elisha, a sister came up to the phone and he said that, ah, sir, I believe. And she told me, and I said, well, and I showed that some other side. And then she said it again. I showed her again. I said, okay, okay, I understand now. Freedom. Freedom. I want to say this to everybody. Any mistake, maybe pastors that people have indicted on social media for over raising money and all those things, there is none of them that certain people in their church did not see that excess. But there was not an op they, they have not operated in a way that those people can freely tell them without getting you must not do that. In the older generation, it happened. People felt that authority would just be everybody. Please, you need to stop that. People should be able otherwise. If insiders don't tell you, you will carry it overboard. Outsiders will tell you in a merciless way. Yes. 600,000 Instagram pages will tell you. One million views social media will tell you. With insults and embarrassments. What about just letting somebody tell you? Yeah. There was a time when we started second service. It used to spill over. First, we spill over to second. CEC meeting. I would, I would know that it will be. So I would say in my side, I know what you're about to say. That it is the message causing the service to spill over. I accept. So I'm already saying it ahead of. So let's move to something else. I wasn't going to deny it. I had that level of freedom with them. This is very important. And I'm saying this to everybody. This is very important. Hallelujah. Ah. Nathan will never discuss you with anybody, but he will discuss it with you. And that is also what a spiritual father will do. And that is what a covenant friend will do. Can be a covenant friend. He will tell you that, sister, you didn't do well. But after telling you, he doesn't tell anybody. But with you, you can sit down on your bed and say, that, no, why would you do that? You need Nathan. Yes. You know what shocked me? I was told. I won't mention, but some of you know the person I'm talking about. Maybe if you want to read Men of God Nigeria, maybe the second or third or whatever you read, and you know the, we all know who the number one person is. 
in terms of age and respect and honor and everything. I was told that this second one or third, this man of God, recently he had a minister's conference and when the conference, they called all his associates together and he quoted, just said, take this number down. He said zero eight zero and the quoted number and he said that is daddy so so's number. He said the day I know I am a the mighty faith man, mighty edifice. He said, but once all of your associates begin to see that I'm misbehaving, call that number. That is daddy so so's number in this Nigeria, just about two months ago. As everybody was telling me, that was deep. He said, Because if you are afraid of telling me the truth, that is my spiritual father. Call him and tell him. Whatever I say, I give you his number. All of you did not have his number before, only me, but I give you his number now. You know what that will also do to you? You will behave. Because Absalom will call that night. Oh, I don't fear. Baba. Because you have just put yourself. So that means from that day, you are watching your steps. Because there is somebody who wants you to do something wrong so that he can call. Did you get what I've just said? Hallelujah. If you love your church and your pastor and you are not into any of the first three, also help him against those three when you notice them. Don't join, don't join force with them. Help the pastor and the church against such people. When Aitofel is talking, tell him that no. Pastor is very nice. It's not, you, are, it's, you are not nicer than him. These are relationships in church within and without creating a lot of issues. I don't have enough time to begin to look at should a pastor be too close to a member? How close you are to... When, it, when it's a, a mentor, the code of conduct, let the personality of that mentor determine how close you are to that mentor. There are some people you will do well even though you submit to them, you will do well not to be too close to them. Some other people, they want to see you in all their programs. If you don't make a program that is doing, you are not a son anymore. But I think that's a trap. It should be your joy to be there at that meeting. Are you getting what I'm saying? So watch out for all these things in following the apostle. It's very important. Hallelujah. Have I blessed somebody? If you are pastoring for one year, don't act like you have been there for 30 years. It will kill you. You know, somebody wants the old church to have been worshipping and then he appears on stage like Holy Spirit. What is wrong? He's copying, maybe looking at one great man of God. You don't even know why some of them come out like that. They might be in the middle of be praying with some people. How many people are in that church? Eleven people. See, don't, don't, don't get yourself into trouble with God. God will just say that when this one, when they become 1,000, then we will not hear word again. Who says the anointing will not move if you start the service with them? You are trying to do what some other men are trying. No. Some run multiple services, they would have been in other services. So there will be a service that I do that you come into. You just don't do that. I join service. I sit at the back. I come to the front when it's almost time to preach. Because I don't want people talking to me on stage. So between the opening service and the time about to be, I'm at the back there. I sit down at the back there. In all meetings, I sit at the back. Then I come to the front when I'm about to start. People do things that are... You are 11 in the church and you have four protocol officers. 
So what are you doing? You are trying to act like, say, those who have been with a man for 20 years, he might have imparted them to a point where he can make certain demands and they will answer him. You that you are starting, you are just starting. Be careful. See, a new church, honor your members. Honor them. Honor them genuinely. Don't come and do big boy that that. You are not a big boy. The idea of a ministry is not for anybody to be a big boy. That's very important. It takes time to build people. It can get to a level that a man of God can say something and people will respond like new churches who are here, new ministries, do not set up too many meetings. Make it difficult for people to go. Oh, you heard that in Ration Camp they pray early in the morning. You to tell people that come by 5 a.m. You might just wear them out. Because you might not have that level of that time. It's not necessary. This is very important. Hallelujah. If you are supporting a minister, support with the whole of your heart. Even if you were colleagues in school, if you have issues respecting him, move to a church where you respect the pastor. In the first place, you be in a church where you trust the pastor. He might have been your bedmate in school. Now he is the pastor. You are not to worship him, but you are to honor him. He is the pastor. Yes. For some people, and I, I, I want to say, I'm saying this, I'm saying now by the Holy Spirit. Where you are is not where you ought to be. For some, God has a bigger ministry for you than where you are serving. It's just a test for a while. Pass it. You are in that ministry. All that God wants on your record is faithfulness. If you begin to fight there and show a sign, nobody boys me and all those things, you just make it difficult for you to step into your own inheritance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There is no mentor anybody I've been close to that I've never seen a reason to get offended. But I've chosen a long time ago. I don't get offended. I don't pick offense. In some cases, I can slow my speed a little, create a bit of distance, but I don't get offended. I don't get into offense. I don't call anybody and be talking out of offense or talk to somebody that this one did this. I don't get offended. Once you do, you lose the game. Don't get offended. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word. Lord, help us to be doers in the precious name of Jesus Christ. For some few minutes, I want to take some questions. I want to appreciate all every senior pastor here. I can see Pastor Flo, Pastor Daniel, Pastor Rotimi. Wow. Thank you so much. So many of you that I don't know your names. See, I'm seeing a lot of people at the bar, Pastor GD. I don't know your names. I'm sorry. But they, they, I know they took attendance. We appreciate you, Bear. But thank you, all senior pastors that are here. Thank you so much. And all associate heads of ministry. I, I, I thank God for all of you. Thank you so much. But let me take some questions from people.
we will definitely have another one by the grace of God. Will you be there? Let me hear your yes. Thank you. There's a mic. Just raise it. And if you want to write it, ask for paper and write. Maybe you don't want anybody to know that it's your question. If you are ashamed of your question, <laughs> okay. Let me. I'll come to you, sir. Let me just. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir, for this enlightenment. My name is Ola Ekoya. Yes, sir. I'm a senior pastor, Church of the Anointed. Church of the Anointed, senior pastor. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Your question, sir. My question. Um, there, there was a time I thought I needed to choose a mentor, or let me use the word father. Wait, sir. Sorry. For all those who ask you questions, please don't mention any name. Not you can mention your own church, but don't mention name of any minister. Uh, so please, thank you, sir. So I approached someone that I thought had some things I needed. Yes, sir. I got pissed off based on what I, the response I got. Yes, sir. In the sense that I was told to write a letter. Yes, sir. He now told me to make sure that my family, everything about me, had to be written in the letter that he needed to be in charge wow. of everything about me. In and charge of everything, everything about you. Of course, probably one of the things that you needed to do is you give tithe or you support. Since then, one, I didn't write any letter. Two, I didn't go there again, and I remain fatherless. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> sir, it is obvious that it shouldn't be the one. Thank God for giving you the wisdom to know that you should not. That will be a serious bondage. That will be, will come with a lot of manipulations and control. Please pray, sir, that God should lead you to someone else. There is someone who will not ask you to write letter. And who will not be in charge of all your life. <laughs> Please, sir. Just pray and let God lead you to someone else. But certainly it can't be that person. Thank you, sir. Pastor Ruth, yes, sir. Thank you, Pastor Shala, for this great opportunity. Um, my question is this. In the Nigerian context, yes, sir. Most likely, my spiritual father would have a bigger ministry, more members, more influence than me. Yes, sir. But I sense a time is coming where sons will be way bigger than their spiritual father. Yes, sir. Now, I don't want to mention, because I said we shouldn't mention it. There's a particular ministry in America. The spiritual father has 300 members. Him. No, you can, marry, you can, you can mention him if it's America. <laughs> they they okay. won't have a problem with <laughs> I'm talking about Bishop Jakes. Yes, I, I knew that. that was, uh, the... Bishop Sherman Watkins is yeah. 300 members. Bishop Jackson is doing about 10,000 on Sunday. And he still remains his spiritual father and he still honors him till tomorrow. My concern that I've seen in Nigeria, where we live, is that once I see that I'm doing more membership no. than my father, I change fathers <laughs> to somebody who is doing numeric mo num members very true sir so can you speak to that sir <laughs> thank because you because it's going to happen <laughs> thank you sir 
I think <laughs> number one, senior men are going to have to answer that question more probably. <laughs> but the only thing I can say to that is very, very powerful truth, sir. Right now, it's not so much so here. It's true. There are, um, I think, Rick Warren, the Arrow Purpose Driven Church, I think his spiritual father, Dr. Chris Well. I know Chris Well's church was the largest one, the largest Baptist, but I think later it was uh, Rick Warren. And he was still his spiritual father. I think it's what we have to learn here. It's a two way thing. I think some spiritual fathers begin to show some signs when the sun is coming close, not even over some signs. Why? Um, from stories I've heard and things I've seen, that's things I've observed myself from older men. I've seen maybe this one and this one, this one and this one. I've just the privilege to have heard some stories and to have seen some of those things. So that's what, as an outsider, we have observed that some reactions and then maybe. So I think the, all the men of God, we have to know this. That maybe at a certain time we can help his son to be. I think that's very important. And I think also on the part of the younger one, uh, people should be careful of that somebody is uh, leading you spiritually does not mean a physical work should be bigger. It can speak into your life and stabilize you in many other ways and everything. It's not about that. I saw Archbishop Duncan Williams anointing Dago and Mill, whose church is many times bigger. And he was anointing him. He nailed down before him. So I think we have to learn that lesson. Young people have to learn that lesson. Truly, people sack fathers once they feel like it's like I've conquered this realm. I beg, who else am I supposed to follow? There can be situations where following somebody can almost put a cap on some people. But I also believe that you can follow someone else and still not leave this one. It doesn't have to be... So that, that's what I... Amen. But we all have to learn that. We all have to learn that. that certain people are supposed to be in your life till forever. And no matter how big you are, you can be hundred times bigger than them. They should still be there. They can be there. Yeah. Yes. Okay, sir. My question is this. Thanks so much, sir. I've learned so, so much. And I know places I need to adjust also. Yes, Thank sir. you, sir. My yes, question sir. is this. I was under administration two days ago, and you kind of mentioned something similar, so I need clarification. Yes, the man of God was saying that, okay, there are, some, there are some areas of offices that ministers operate in. He now mentioned a point I was not so okay with. He said, if he's a man of God for prosperity, and his members are sick, that even when he lays hands on them, that they will fall under anointing, but the sickness will still remain because <laughs> he does not have that office of healing. So what was coming to my mind, okay, let me not answer the question. I was wondering that, okay, does it mean everyone that comes to a church now, it is only, is there anything like that office that if you are not a healing, you don't have healing office, people will remain sick in your, in your church. So I need clarity. Very good that. question, you, sir. sir. Very good question. Just like yourself, I disagree with the person because the Bible normal tells us to teach the whole counsel of God. You will have an area of emphasis, but it does not mean that is the only thing you talk about. Number one, there is healing uh, as an assignment. Somebody can be uh, anointed like, like or a robot into healing ministry. 
but people get ill by the word of God we speak. And Jesus already said that, in my name they shall lay hands on the sick. So, meaning, I can lay hands on the sick and they get well as a pastor, even though I do operate healing ministry in that sense. It's just that the one that operates healing in ministry will do healing meetings more. You understand what I'm saying? But that does not mean those who don't operate it, the people in their church will not be healed. They will be healed, certainly. So, as people are taught the word of God, they become more healthy and they are healed. They can even lay hands on themselves and get healed. The same thing goes for all areas. They, a, a pastor might be told to emphasize, let's say, revival, whatever. But that doesn't mean the only, that's the only thing. And that doesn't mean that's the only thing happening in the life of the member. And that whatever it does not have, even if you lay hands on it, it's not true. It's not true. Amen. If you lay hands in faith and the people believe, they will receive anything they want to receive. They will. Amen. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much for this powerful session. Thank you, sir. It's full and refreshing. My question goes thus. In the situation whereby I've been serving under a senior pastor for more than 20 years, Wow. and you believe that the grace that God has actually released on you, you serve faithfully in that denomination. But you are perceiving there is a, let me, let me say, a minor ministry, if that is allowed to say, that you, you believe God is calling you into. Let's say you are serving faithfully in a church, but you perceive God is calling you to empower, to raise, to groom and prepare young people. And that has actually started. But God is actually faithful on that young ministry you actually try to do in the life of young people. But it's actually giving the big church a kind of consign that maybe as a result of their past experience that you maybe through that you are trying to take away the people you are mentoring to start your own. And to be faithful, you are not having such a mind. But you are just trying to ensure young people get this right in terms of purpose, maritally, career. But it's really causing problem between you and your and your father church. So how do you handle such sir? Very powerful question, sir. I will suggest, sir, that first of all, it happens. And because, like you mentioned, because of their previous experiences, they might be finding it difficult to believe that you are not, there is nothing else off your sleeves. You, I will suggest a very uh, personal meeting with the leadership of the church, sir, where you explain again and again, and if it's need, if need be, to sign and undertake it to assure them that I know you don't trust what is going on because of what has happened in the past. I am not doing that. And if you need me to sign and undertake it, that I will not at any time do this kind of thing. Whatever can assure them, because they are, they, are, they are coming from, unfortunately, they are coming from wounds of the past. And that, this kind of thing is very common. And they just need somebody who can assure them in any way possible that, look, I'm not doing this. And, but if after that, it still remains that way, then go and pray. It might be that, that is not, that's, not under, that's not the umbrella under which that assignment should be carried out. Because two cannot work together except they agree. If you have tried the way of peace and it is obvious, there are adamant on the fact that you don't want this, and then it will, what we apply then is that you cannot serve two masters. 
So, if this is what God has asked you to do, and then, yeah, so that is it. A very similar situation happened that led to a fellowship in UI many years ago. The brother was attending a very conservative fellowship, but the Lord told him to start reaching out to court members. He didn't plan to leave the fellowship. He was a faithful member of the fellowship, but after fellowship, in the night, he will go to this place. He will even wait after fellowship to Jesus to help them arrange chairs. But on his way over and talk to these courtiers, and they started coming to fellowship. And, you know, that time, that was, that was long, long time ago, before I, before I was even in secondary school. And it, it was connected to the Bible that came to minister. When they were UI, and the fellowship turned away those people. How can you be coming to church? Yeah, but this guy led us to Christ, and he told us to come to fellowship. You know, they were turning them back. You know, Christians can be very funny. Told them to go back and told them that you have the word. And, you know, you know, I've seen. <laughs> told them to go back and then they, the people now started going back to the world. So he started doing something. Open ground. So that, the fellowship was meeting on Tuesday and on, on Sunday. So on Wednesday, he started inviting these court boys and these girls to open ground. Alumni, you are open ground to be preaching to them. Just a prayer meeting. That maybe if I groom you for like two months and you are praying in tongues and you are winning, so maybe they allow you to come out fellowship. That was his plan. And they still reject. Later, the committee met and yanked him off himself. What was the offense for preaching to court members? So the Lord told him that you have no choice now. You have to start the fellowship. And the fellowship just went zoom. He was persecuted, but... Because sincerely, some people, they, they, you, you can't help people who have decided to stick to what has happened before and they are not willing to let go. No, so there's nothing you can do to change that. So try the way of peace and everything, but in some cases, certain people will not change because they will prefer to hold on to the past. Yeah. In a situation where your supposed spiritual father gives you an instruction that your spirit doesn't agree with, how do you deal with such, given that you are supposed to be under authority? That is the main issue. What, we will need to know what that instruction is and what your spirit is. <laughs> because when people say my spirit does not agree, it has many connotations. If what it's asking you to do does not contradict the word of God and it not, does not violate your free moral, then, so for instance, now let's say you are saying that. Um, you are going to be in this unit, and your spirit of saying no, you should be in that unit. If that is what you are saying, your spirit does not agree. We do have a say in that one. So we will need to know more before we can give judgment on this. Or if it's a matter of what is fundamental with your faith that is asking you to violate, then you have a, a right to reject. So that is that one I can say. If I call director Ayo now, and I say that we are going to plant a church in my Duguri tomorrow, and that I'm sending him, well, I expect him to go and pray very well. I can be sure what, whether the Lord wants him to go to my Duguri or not. So, that, that's all. so I, this question is broad. I understand what you're saying, but it's difficult to know. We have to know what the issues are to be able to say, to be more, to be to more clear on it. Next. Yes, sir. I will take four more and then we'll close. Please. between uh, senior pastors, the associates, uh, spiritual fathers, and son. Uh, if you can just bring clarity to brainwashing, 
loyalty and betrayal. How yeah. do you avoid that? How do you make sure that, okay, loyalty is not taken to the extent of probably... Uh, Control and some other... Exactly. Those extremes between brainwashing, loyalty, and betrayal. Thank you, sir. Very, very valid question. It's, it's, um, it will take your whole teaching on that, actually, because we have to break it down. Where does loyalty stop? And where, is, where, where does manipulation and control... Where, but I will just put it this way that um, when you are being given what to do against, against your will, against your heart, against your love, against your passion, if after every contact with the person, you are depressed inside, but you are just there because of fear of punishments, or fear of causes, or fear of things will happen if you leave us, there is a problem. So that is, that is where I can say that um, that's where that problem. I think loyalty should be defined as you believe in the teachings of the man, you honor the man, that's all. But by the time it's beginning to go beyond that, it shouldn't be. There is a level of control a pastor is not expected to have over the people. They are God's people first of all, before they are in the members of that church. So those things are very important. So we will need to break it down. Again, at times it is when you hear what people are saying that you can know that whether this is a line has been crossed, that no, this is no more loyalty. This is, sincerely speaking, a good number of people call loyalty, you just control. People tying people to their apron and wanting them to stay. Maybe one of the ways to know, once fear is involved, and then you are, not, you are not being sincere anymore. You can't say your heart. You are just following because you are afraid what they will say if you don't and everything, then that is not of God. The Spirit of God does not use fear and control as a motivation to get people to do anything. That is witchcraft spirits. And it's quite common, truly. Yeah. What that brother said the other time, actually the issue of protege, people have carried it beyond bounds. And people violate their conscience and I thank God for Pastor Taiwo Dukoya. He doesn't ask you to do what you don't want to do. Whether they do a meeting in Fountain, whether I go there or don't go there, it doesn't mean anything to him. Some conferences here will come, some will, he will not come. He has never said, so he invited this one, he didn't invite me. Am I not your, he ordained me. All the other men of God, when I was in Dr. Eneche's office, Dr. Eneche called your younger ones and they were laughing about I was talking about his dance steps that I would teach him that step and they laughed if you tell some mentors that you are in the office of another popular man of God Jesus they will become tormentors straight away you will pay heavily and that's not the spirit of God Dr. Nature called because I, to, I told him on my way there that, Pastor, I'm going to Dr. Nature. Ah, he said, greeting when you get there. And when I got there, started talking. Simple. And this is also why, let me say this, that, that this is also why it is important eh, that someone who has done this very well is Pastor Bojo Imadi. If you are going to mentor, Pastor Bojo is close to a lot of senior ministers, but nobody can tell him nonsense. He honors older men so much. You know that about it. He won't say anything. He honors them. But you can't bend his ministry your own way. That is why you have to grow very well sometimes. 
to be able to handle relationships. There are some people when older ministers come around them, even older ministers are a little careful about what they say around them. Yes. That's the truth. The, a minister used to say some things against uh, some other people like that. But when it comes to Pastor Robert Smith, he doesn't say any of those things. <laughs> it's not the one telling you not to, but you know that. <laughs> because you can see what God has done. and So he has done that very well. He will not be rude to anybody, anybody but, but nobody goes around to try to bend him. Nobody. And that's, that's very well. Some of us learned that from him, and it's, it's a very good thing. Amen. I was under a pastor and my job took me to another location and he started getting angry after I told him about the movement. What can I do? Go. <laughs> if, see, let it come from you. If you honor the pastor so much and you believe in your heart that I'm going to listen, if he says I should not go, I will not go. Let it come from you. See, what I was talking about, everybody listening to me, People that are angry with churches, this, this is where it comes from. A person gets an offer. And I will tell you a story. I won't mention the name, but this is very deep. The pastor is a branch pastor of a well-known church that you all know. So at that time, the body of Christ wasn't this enlightened. So this branch pastor in Ibadan, the headquarters was in Lagos here, that time. And they are from himself and the Jew from or, or they use a, a senior pastor, not Geo. Two different you know, uh, tribes. The senior pastor, Ibo, this one, Yoruba. But the, the senior pastor, the Ibo man, loved him so much. They were very close. I say very, very close. So state somebody, because he was a brilliant, this branch pastor was a brilliant chap in school. So they were doing a meeting in uh, Dodan Barracks that time or so, or whatever, but maybe they all moved to Abuja, or they were in Dodan Barracks. And they call all the lawmakers and everybody together. And there was an aspect where somebody would train them. Because apart from Pastor was doing that, he was the one called to come and train and speak to them about integrity, attitude, character. And that was a big break for him. They were going to pay him heavily. And he told the senior pastor, the senior pastor now felt that, ah, no, don't go and mingle with politicians. The senior pastor did not say it out of a wrong guard. That time, the church was not doing any entrepreneurship. You understand olden days now. Only holiness. So the man spoke from the limited knowledge. So the pastor declined. And his friend told him that, ah, this will change your life. You are not, this is not corruption. You are not, they are giving you authentic job. You are to train. And they are paying you millions. And he, he missed the opportunity because the senior pastor told him not to. Now about 12 years after, they had another meeting in Abuja. And they invited the senior pastor to address lawmakers. And he went. When this pastor had, he just resigned in anger. But his wife spoke to him because he said that when he missed the opportunity, something in him told him that this was God's opportunity because he was a consultant to take you to another level. This other pastor called him and begged, I didn't know better. I didn't, if I remember, I said, I wouldn't go for this one for your sister. I, if trouble, I, said, I didn't know. See, this is why if you do something by yourself, you don't blame anybody. The example I gave now, don't leave your job and go and start a brand somewhere if you are not fully persuaded. Don't give your all if you are not fully persuaded. You will hate the people you are giving to <laughs> when poverty hits you. But if you are led to, you only get angry with God. 
this is why I was going to say that clarify your motive for joining a church. If you are there to serve and you don't expect anybody to make you anything, let them choose leader, tender, and not choose. You are not angry. But moment you have an expectation that you are hiding inside your heart, you will get angry. So whatever you want to do as an associate is important. If the senior pastor says, go and start church somewhere, you also pray. Please, if you are not persuaded, beg him that, sir, I would rather stay you can send someone else. So that you don't obey man. And when things don't work fine, you will become bitter. And it's happening to a lot of people. What I noticed then with older people, and they are the most offended, some people left their job. This case that this person mentioned, I know people that have, it happened to. They got an offer abroad. They turned it down because the pastor told them to stay and serve. After it was some young guy who came to the pastor, promoted all of them above the person, and they left the person in the office where they were paying 30000 a month. There was a day. He tried to beg the church to give him a little money for car loan, and they did not. He just saw the pastor's daughter, 19. He just drove a jeep for a 19 bed that the father brought for her. The man just entered depression immediately. People like that, when you say church, they are angry. They are angry. Yes. So this is why, first of all, do what you want to do because you are persuaded. Whatever you are not persuaded, or in the name of loyalty or anything, don't do anything that your heart does not agree with. Okay? How do I balance being a friend and being an associate under his leadership? Actually, in terms of telling him truth that no one else will. Don't be the truth teller at all times. <laughs> Jesus is the... You are... Yes, he can take you as a friend. Downplay the friendship parts. See him as your pastor. It's very important. You might have started together. It doesn't matter. It might be the same age. It doesn't matter. It is good for you not to see him as a friend. See him as a pastor. See him as a pastor that you are very close to. It will change how you talk. Yeah. Yes, if he loves you enough, if he trusts you, you'll be able to tell him certain things. Now, there is nothing these people will tell me now, some of them have stood up, <laughs> that I will not attach serious importance to. But someone else cannot just walk to me. I mean, we do service to service, not just tell me after service and say that, uh, so I just want to say this. I will have to ask the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit says yes, yeah, then I listen. But if not, no. You understand what I'm saying? But they are already stakeholders, so I listen to them. And actually, to many of them, we are friends. That's the truth. Almost all the pastors in each other live in the same estates. We didn't plan, it just happened that way. And at times when we are like the meeting we did from five to ten, because it was not a prayer meeting, it was meeting to deliberate and look at systems and everything of the church. We left the TV on. We do that at times. So I told him it's not too boring. So we are watching a match and we are talking since we are not praying. When we are praying, everything off. We are, we are fasting. If we are not praying, it's to talk about uh, car park and all those things, land we want to get or this one. We leave the TV on so that the meeting doesn't look boring. And actually, we shift from meeting to. I like leaving my team on Chelsea at times, and by changing when we are losing, just so, so let's watch something else. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> you understand? So that's very. That's very important. One more after you, and we have to go. Thank you so much for the message. My yes, question ma is based on the four uh, type of people around 
senior pastor or yes, a leader. Now, it's always good to have the national around you. We all love that. Later. But what about the other three people? In, in terms of, uh, like, when we are relating with, with David, these are people that you can't let go. These are people that are always around you. How do you manage them as a minister? <laughs> Thank you, man. You see, in the church also, you have Ireland and Wolf. Ireland can be tolerated. The Ireland just after money. Or if Ireland wants uh, people to pamper them. The wolf wants to eat the sheep. Leave Absalom in your system. Absalom will destroy your system. So what do you do with them? I'll preach another message one day. You know, how to deal with this. If you see, as a pastor, Jesus told you, be as harmless as dove. But he also said, be as wise as serpent. When you say be assembled, you just say, ah, if that's the only thing, they, they, they will fry you for breakfast. So as, as harmless as a dove, you must also be as wise as a serpent. You must be able to see things before they happen. Churches have been destroyed through the politics of men. I can sit down here and tell you stories upon stories. You are hearing of redeem and winners today. Some other churches would have been as big or bigger than those churches. One thing a pastor cannot joke with, don't joke with history. From my university days, I started knowing histories of church. Do you know there was a minister on TV? They said that he used to give Bishop Oedeko syndicate session in his program. Funny enough, Kefrodolas came, he gave a syndicate session. That means a session for a group of people, not the whole congregation, because of his size then. But then you ask, where is the church today? Some pastors can get into things that can destroy. That's why, look, I have been warning people, grace, we can do anything we like. You will destroy your soul and destroy your ministry. There have been one or two that have been involved in trying to help to even, um, in some cases, some I'm not directly, there's one I know that it's a friend that is trying to help to now invite the girls over because they are going to take all the recorded tapes and they, you will destroy yourself. The truth of the matter is that purity of life is non-negotiable. If a minister does not say to that, look, if you are a pastor and you still do this, you need to go to God. Once Satan finds a loophole, he has found something. Those who started well, well fortified, are falling. Not talk of somebody who is starting, who is already wounded. He will come for you. So, this is why some people will not just go below, beyond the level they are in. They are going to mess up the name of Jesus. Purity in the school of the Spirit is non-negotiable. That's the truth. Amen. So, I've seen great churches going down. A member can start up something. And can begin. No, Satan can enter people. Yes. So, I mean, I've, even my little way, I've seen all sorts. People can, Satan can enter people. He entered Judas. When Absalom is operating, number one, every church must be people, raise a people praying. And when you observe something from the Spirit, address it. Then ask God what to do about it physically. It's important. There are moves we can make. 
There was a time a lady in this church said to somebody that she was seeing me in a dream and I was trying to be intimate, intimate with her. I said she came to my office to pray me. I knelt down for her to pray for me. I said, really? I just spoke to one or two pastors and they knew what to do. Some people are just, you know, that, that you know, um, <laughs> you see, first of all, understand that there are all types of people in the church. And the bigger the church gets, the more you have all kinds of people, sincerely speaking. Some yield to strange spirit that will make them out to be talking. And this same person, I learned she was going around giving prophecy to people. There are three people who are coming to this church giving prophecy to people. I have a way of shutting it down. But most of the things they are saying are nonsense anyway. It's not allowed in the church of Christ to go and be giving prophecy to people when they have leaders in that church. You can discuss with the pastor in charge or leader of that unit if you have a word and let them check in line with scripture before you go and tell people things. But certain people do that. And the funny thing was that this person will come to me, a pastor pray for me about this, and I will pray. And she never knew, she didn't know that I knew all that she was doing. Because we don't respond emotionally. Is it you said, I might know what you are seeing your dream. Are you, are you crazy? We don't do all that. It's not as a spirit. When you switch up the spirit, it will go. That, that's, that's all true. So I get what I'm saying. So things happen. A guy came to me one day, he just came, he, was, he, he stays in Dubai, he had a tattoo like this, so I just came and he, he was asking me, can I see you after service? I said, okay. And he said that, if I want to give a very heavy amount of money, I said, I'm not talking about, I was talking about millions of dollars, I want to give it to the church. I said, why are you telling me? People give money to church during offering. He said, I know, but this one is a very big money. I just went, I said, what do you do? He said, I work with the whites. And he, he just quickly started talking. You know, we walk and he started saying a lot of things. When he finished, I said, sir, you have not told me what you are doing with the whites. I said, I didn't say, who are you working with? I said, what do you do? He talked again. He said, ah, he just, they said, I have to go. So I will see you later. Till today. Actually, about three, four years ago. When God sees that you, and that was just before we move here. When, God see, when Satan sees that you are moving, he also plants men. Yeah. And you must be prepared to check all angles. So for Absalom, you have to let go of him from the system. You pray him away. Joab, you pray him away. If they don't, it got so bad that David lost control to Joab. David was crying on the bed and he said, these sons of Zura, they are too strong for me. And he couldn't do anything about it. Joab did not kill Absalom. When he came after he got to Pala, David was crying. Oh my son, I said, hey. So if Absalom had lived and we had died, this is why we'd be crying. He said, if you don't wipe your face and go and address the people, I will withdraw all soldiers from him. He said, it will be worse for you tonight. Was talking to the king like that. And the king still didn't do anything. Number one, he had seen David commit sin before. Because the letter of, the letter of Uriah was passed to him. So all these things, they play a role in Joab should be far from you. Absalom should be far from you. Aitofel, only God can reveal him. Because you don't know that he's offended. So you don't know. Pastors are shocked when people rise against them and they hear a trusted person supporting those people. Yes. It actually happens in politics also. You don't know Aitofel. He's angry, but he will never say it. He's with, he, he's, he, because he was David's counselor, he's a genius. He will wait for the best time that will strike you well. He even told Absalom, he said, let me go and kill your father now. 
He said, I know he's hiding in the field. He said, let me take soldiers. And he was not a warrior. That was a level of anger. Can you imagine? So only God can reveal Ahitophel. So every leader, always pray that God should show you people. In fact, not leaders, everybody. Pray that God should show you people. It looks like prayer for the CAC people and everything. But see, it's a deep prayer. That God should reveal people around you to you. In their true color. Amen. True color. The pastor I talked about, that I, of course I can't mention his name, that I said that a man of God told that this person should leave the church. That pastor I talked about, the same person the man of God has to leave. It was from the, that person, was the one that when they were to start the church, gave him money from his pockets to rent the venue. But they were colleagues in school. He said the day the, the guy was driving one day and he sat by the guy, he just mentioned to the guy one good news, one breakthrough that came to his life. The guy just slammed break. See, in business world, we are not psychologists, but you see, in, the psycho- in that world, there's something they say. Hear me very well. When you enter a hall, you are 13 working in your office. If you really want to know those who don't love you, if you suddenly announce something good has happened to you, see, when something hits people suddenly, what is the heart will come out? If there is one minute in between or 10 seconds, they will react and they will act. You understand? It's true. If it's sudden, that's what will come out. They said I was one guy was pretending I was a Christian because he loved a girl. Christian all, all along. They were driving in church bus, like my missionary boy. They were going somewhere. And number of us met them. The first shot they were lie, 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 lie. So they just knew that they that. Then he, he got himself. Because when something happens suddenly, the real thing will come out. But if you are given 30 seconds, you will arrange an act. So when you announce suddenly about a promotion and somebody among the staff looks at you and then starts smiling, you will know that that is the... So when you pray that, Lord, reveal people to me, it will reveal Aitofel to you. Aitofel will make a mistake that will let, him, let you know that this person actually doesn't like you. Yeah. Last person. Are we close? Thank you. If I can't take your question, forgive me. We have to stop. There is drama here later. That's the reason for the stage and drama. There is evening drama and some people are, they still have to do a lot more in the hall. Yes, sir. Good day, sir. Um, still on the matter of um, um, submission to authority. Yes, sir. How would you counsel a young man, a young minister who perhaps, you know, in, in the university, just, you know, started ministry, got um, under a ministry, started learning the works, you know, how to be a minister and basic doctrine. And then maybe as he was growing, unknowingly to him, he got moved as a pastor in that ministry. It came as a shock. And over time, as he grew in the spirit, understanding the ways of God and um, you know, understanding his personal relationship with God, he realized that he was already moving ahead of his time. And then he approached his pastor, supposed pastor, and said, okay, please, can we have a discourse? Did God really say that I should be moved as a pastor? Or was this just a decision from the church or the council? And then the pastor says, um, you know, is, are you questioning my authority? You know, these kinds of things. What would you advise the, this young minister? Because then he knows that he's not supposed to be there because he's serving the, in the wrong way. God is not with him. And then the pastor says, you cannot leave because hands were laid on you. 
So what, how would you counsel this kind of young minister? This is serious. <laughs> I want to leave. You cannot leave. <laughs> See, I, I will just... The Bible says, is there anyone afflicted? Let him pray. That, that's what I can say. It, some, sincerely, some things, eh, you just have to pray. Proverbs talks about if you have given yourself as a pledge or pray to your neighbor, that this is how to secure your neighbor, something like that. In some cases, I'm not, we don't use prayer just like what we say, but sincerely, in some cases, somebody has to go to God and really pray. Because you also have to consider the fact that as you move, you upset something. Neither should do because of that sentiment, stay there. So you yourself, you are in between. So it's good to pray that Lord, the Lord knows how to go about things. You can pray and the pastor can call you and say that, okay, you know what? You can. It's possible. So that person should do that. He should pray very well. That Lord, move. See, for me, I usually say that we are people of faith and we are people of God. This thing we are dealing with is the kingdom of God. Yes, some people are being to excesses. I believe that the God who owns the whole kingdom, if I pray, he answers. So in some cases, you lock yourself and be like, Lord, I don't want to create problem here. At the same time, inside me, I know that I should not be here again. Can you, Lord, create a way? Because what makes me to give this kind of answer is this. Are we also sure that his thinking of living is correct? I get what I'm saying. Because I have seen people who felt that God wanted them to leave a place and they had all the signs and everything. But at the end of the day, it was not God. It was just an illusion. If you know how many associates I know who went somewhere, and from different churches, even I started observing when I was in university, who went to start a work that they believed, they saw a vision, angel appeared, this one, and they had a scripture and nothing happened. They came back disappointed. So sometimes, how are we sure that somebody's saying, uh, I'm beginning to feel that I went ahead of my time, God doesn't want me to be a pastor. How can we trust that statement from the person? Though it's feeling like that, but how are we sure that the feeling is from God? Do you know that Elijah felt like that? And he said, it is enough, I'm not better than my father. And he wanted to die. At that moment, if you asked Elijah, he would have told you that he wasn't supposed to be a prophet. But it was a moment. God himself had to assure him on Oreb. He went to the mountain. And said, hand over to Elisha, to uh, 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 this guy in Syria. And then hand over to make this one king, make this one king of Assyria, and to Elisha, prophet said, And then when God, in fact, the first thing God did was to give him food because he was hungry. Hunger was part of his problem. God felt I was talking nonsense because he was hungry. He said, You know what? Before we talk on the mountains, no? <laughs> so then God woke him up the second one and said, Eat again because it's like. <laughs> Amen. So <laughs> I'm saying that. It, 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 you understand what I'm saying? Yes, so he should pray. He should, he should, I should pray. Amen. We've come to the end. The rest of the question can be sent one way or the other. Don't worry. This meeting was a, just came up. Another one will come up by the grace of God. Were you all truly blessed? Thank you for coming. I love and appreciate every one of you. God bless you. We will let you know when another one will come up. This is highly encouraging for the first one.
thank you so much. See all the people here. This is amazing. This is amazing. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him. And it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to implore you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless.